what a beautiful Saturday it is. Mm. It actually is kind of nice outside. A little cold. I, yeah. It could be a little warmer. Yeah. I wish I could be in Cancun. <laughs> that's the truth. That's that's a, I would pack my bag for one night and I would never come back to Texas again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, thank you for joining us on today's episode. Our spotlight today is going to be on Chadwick Boseman. We're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of his films that he had primary roles in and just what he accomplished in his time as an actor. And, you know, maybe even get a little into the legacy of of Chadwick Boseman as an actor. Um, why don't you actually start off this week for what you've been doing, okay? Okay. I can do that. Uh, so just, just a few things. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Community. Community. Television show talked about. Yeah. Comedy, sitcom show. Everyone talks about it and loves it, and they're like, oh, Community's so good. And Is that really true? Because I've literally never heard anyone talk about this. It's like one of those sleeper underground kind of hits, you know? Yeah. So it's okay. like, I guess, nor- like, it's not The Office, <laughs> say that much. <laughs> right. But uh, this show continues to impress me. Uh towards the end of season one and now i'm in the early part of season two um i just find every episode to be just absolutely hilarious mm-hmm. and they're leaning more into what i like in the second season which is more of like they're like weird concept episodes where like towards the end of season one they have like a paintball episode where there's like a paintball assassin going on at the oh. community college okay but oh like i carly Yes. Yes. But the whole episode is played like you know, like a old like western. Oh, like gotcha. it's really cool. Like, uh, and then like in this season, um, they had like a zombie apocalypse episode. Oh. Like during one yeah. of their Halloween things, and they had like a funny like little space one, which was cool. Cool. Uh, but all those, I just find those to be hilarious, and um, all the characters you can find something to relate in, like all the characters, which mm-hmm. I always enjoy. Um, there's no one here like I don't want to see this person. Yeah, like, yeah, who takes up screen time. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I'm really digging this show so far. Good, so good to hear we'll that. It continues to be quality. It, there was, I feel like, I heard that at some point in the show, writers changed, and there was supposed to be a dip in quality. But you'd have to. So what I've heard is that um, Donald Glover like leaves the show, kind of like oh, okay. uh, Steve Carell mm-hmm. in The Office, like you know, a little bit more than halfway through or something like that. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's when it might dip a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Also wanted to mention uh, one of the anime I'm currently watching, The Promised Neverland. Yeah. I haven't brought it up in a while. Uh, I figured I should bring it up now. I remember um, what you said. You were like, this show is good. Everyone get on it and start watching. (laughs) This is what I think you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now we're about like six episodes into season two, Mm. and I can say that I – do not recommend that anybody watches <laughs> season two. Uh, oh I used to watch season one, but you're yeah. just going to have to stop if this you do and is... then just think. So season one doesn't have a good kind of ending point. It's a total. It's a big cliffhanger. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Huge um, cliffhanger. But I mean, you can like use your mind and be like, oh, they're happy. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um. So apparently the deal is they like skipped a whole arc. Right. Like 60 plus chapters. I think we mentioned this, at least in passing. Yeah, before. I think so. Yeah. Like, s- smallly. But it became very apparent, like, two episodes ago, 
we were like in this one thing and it went really quick and I was like, oh, that was felt kind of rushed. Yeah. But then literally the next episode, it skipped. Like I could feel that it skipped like a lot. I was like, where are we? What You're in like a whole new town mm. and they're like doing things. You're like, wait, what? What is this? And everything. It was just like, I don't have no idea what's going on. Right. And uh, it's just continued like that. And then they bring back somebody and I was like, this is stupid. And I just... I go into the manga spoilers section mm-hmm. of the Reddit now just because I want to know what's happening. And everyone's just like, yeah, they're just ruining everything. And they're just running to the end of the show. Oh, uh, damn. So I saw someone made a comparison. Are they planning on doing a Star Wars anime or something? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I saw someone make a comparison. It was like, uh, imagine Harry Potter, but only the first movie, the fourth movie, the very end of the sixth movie and the seventh movie. Everything else doesn't exist. <laughs> but the second movie's my favorite. <laughs> yes. So that's what it's. Com- I saw some compare it to, and that's I would. Fair. I could agree. Um, Wouldn't Narnia be a more apt comparison? I love Narnia. I know. So it's like the first movie and then the last movie, and Prince Caspian just forget about it. <laughs> Caspian has that one cool part with like the water. No, I like Prince Caspian movie.com. <laughs> Prince Caspian movie. I remember liking the Narnia movies. I, I liked them. I don't know if they hold up, but because I was a child when I saw them. But I was like, you know, these are the first ones. one holds up. I've the seen it many times. PS2 game does not hold up. Oh, is that so? It is not very good. I don't really remember that game that much. I just remember being stuck at the beginning when you're playing hide and seek mm. with the lady. I remember being stuck there. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. game sucks. And then the bombs start dropping on you, and they're like, evade the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> From the World War. Yeah, know? I remember. Whatever. That's how the movie starts. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so, yeah, The Promised Neverland is going to be no-go. So... No go. They they can't fix it. They it's, can't. It's too far gone. It's definitely too far. I have no idea. I have no idea what happened. Sure, but you have no idea what happened in a lot. What if they do flashbacks? They're like, here, this is how we got here. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that there's like 12 episodes or like 10 episodes or something. Okay. I and this is it. This is it. Apparently, this oh. is, the show's over. After this. Okay. Well, that would. Are they going to be two hour long episodes? Nope. <laughs> Well, then, maybe they have a bit of a problem on their hands. So, you know, that's what I've heard. Okay. I uh, watched another thing. I watched a movie. I watched a movie. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I watched a movie. On this show, on the Stagler. A I'm movie. Justin. That's Nick, by the way. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a new release, Judas and the Black Messiah. You know what? I was going to watch that, and I saved it because I, I was really busy. That's fine. <laughs> How'd it go? Uh, directed by Shaka King. Uh, I haven't seen any of his work. Me neither. Um, but oh, this movie kind of rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about Fred Hampton, uh, his life, and um, blanking on the name of the man that infiltrates the Black Panthers. Okay. And, like, um, can't think of his name. Played by Lakeith Stanfield and Fred Hampton Great portrayed actor. by um, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Yeah. Um, both incredible performances. Daniel Kaluuya. Wow. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star. Yeah. I knew from Get Out, you could like feel something. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, I mean, hello. He, I mean, really give him the award like right knocked now. Knocked it out of the in park. My opinion. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he does absolutely fantastic. And 
this movie uh it kind of plays like a fun little twist on like the like normal standard biopic that like you're used to okay it you know it has like elements of that but it also um you know it's a cool like crime thriller mm. and like a cat and mouse type thing going on uh it's really cool uh really well shot uh, the production design's great costumes everything just looks fantastic uh definitely one of the best movies of the year i'd say yeah uh that's what i've heard it was a really great really important story um obviously it gets really intense towards the end mm. um and overall it's pretty great i'll be real another reason i guess i put it off was because i knew that you know not to get anybody excited between this episode and the next one i'm gonna be watching minari and nomadland and judas and the black messiah and i'm gonna be watching all these i just kind of wanted to ramp up for the awards season for this next episode just have all these good movies and just you know take them all at once so yeah. that's kind of where my mind's at dope. right now but well you're in yeah you're in for some good movies hopefully for I'm the excited. next couple of weeks i'm excited i am but yeah i would definitely recommend it for anyone on hbo max mm-hmm. for like the next probably like 20 more days i think right that's how they've been doing it is it's up there for free for like a month mm. and then after that they say theaters and stuff like that but yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah it was yeah. absolutely fantastic um now we're stepping into territory that we both have mm-hmm. uh sopranos season one done finished. we one. finished the first season finished only six more to go or five and then a six a and a six b uh. <laughs> <laughs> so only six more seasons to go long show but I'm, we're ready to commit. I'm ready to commit, and I'm already thinking about how I'm gonna feel when there's no more show to watch, and I'm hoping that it's just gonna leave me empty and like a husk, <laughs> you know, just a soulless. That's what all great shows do. Vessel, yeah. All good shows should destroy you by the end. But then you find something else. Then you find something else, and you move on. Like Mr. Robot taught me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. Black Phillip, Black no. Phillip. We need to figure something Again. out. Black Phillip cannot stand it. Anyway. Jeez. The Sprano season one. Do. W- w- if she was my mom, I would kill her. If you were Tony Soprano? If I was Tony Soprano and his mom was my mom, I well, would kill my mom. Well, he was gonna. I know. It is. <laughs> I imagine he will, but like. Wow! Like even before uh, we talked about it, it's like, oh, she's a devious little girl, but it's like, no, this is a devilish woman. <laughs> she plots for her son to be murdered, to be clipped, to get clipped, whacked, you know, whacked, and then it's like, wow, she is a good actress. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, yeah, yeah. I honestly believe I'm having a hard time not believing that this woman wasn't actually a bitch on set. Yes, you know what I mean. Bro. It's like, is she really like a nice person? Does she have Alzheimer's? She's really good at this. Oh, she's so much fun to hate. Like every time she's on the screen, I just start screaming. And I don't like Junior that much either. Nah, he's um, the worst. But he'll be gone soon, I think. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about him that much. I really do think it's brilliant how Junior's Tony really does show off his smarts because Junior taking the fall and his pride won't let him turn you know and be like oh no this is how things really went you know he's kind of being his own downfall in the end um i wouldn't be surprised if we saw a similar thing happen to tony eventually but uh you know could it be setting it up because he is you know like a in the family would it be a direct thing we're gonna see tony become his own downfall you know Mm -hmm. very understandable if that would happen uh 
I've been really enjoying the show. What can I say? Oh, yeah, it's, you know? it's a riot. Uh, you really like Chris. That's my man. I'm still on the Chris train. I'm still on the Chris train. He reminds me of uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. I think that's why I like him. Do you think he's going to have a similar arc? He has mm. got no arc. I got no arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know. The shows are so different. They are very, very different. You know, I don't think uh, that he's – I don't think it's going to go well for him. I don't really see him getting he, away and <laughs> being happy. I see him, you know, with cement covering his feet. Dang. You know, like that's kind of where I – The cement bath. Yeah, I, did, I, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem good for him. I, I don't know. The more I thought about it because you asked me last time and I kind of had a cop-out answer, the more I think about it – and I don't think he's going to be in the show very much anymore, maybe. I like Arthur, the guy with the restaurant. Yeah. I like him. He is cool. Because he's right on the cusp, you know, and his dynamic with his wife, his wife wanting to be totally out of it, and him kind of like mm-hmm. on the line, you know. I just think it's an interesting kind of perspective that I'm glad we get. And I like his wife, too, even obviously she's, you know, naggy and stuff but like right. she has reason to be <laughs> yeah. like they literally murdered they blew up a restaurant anyway and of course him lying to uh to his face about the restaurant kind of reminded me of the ricin thing you know in breaking bad you know just lying right to his face it's like well i did do this you know <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i it's shaping up to be a really really great show i'm just i'm super duper into uh, it yeah and i don't i don't know where it's gonna go that's another thing no i'm idea. just like I'll just be along for the ride for this one. Yeah, we saw at the end of the season, we saw uh, Michael get get capped by Chris and uh, Polly in the woods. I think it was Michael was his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I just remember he, I always didn't like him. I know, I hate him so much. But the guy who killed Brendan earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, we saw him get it at the end. We saw the guy on the boat, Tony shot. So that brings Tony's kill count to two, I think, in the show because of the strangling mm. that shooting him. I don't think he killed anyone else. Right. And uh, obviously his very strained relationship with uh, Milfie, <laughs> you know, uh, going to uh, Milfie, you know, he says like, oh, I'm going to like, it's already two episodes. The first episode, he's like, I'm going to break your face into a million tiny pieces. And the second he's like, you're right. My mom did want to kill me. <laughs> it's just like, damn, listen to the girl, you know, whatever. Uh it's just very interesting seeing where their relationship will end up, um, assuming that she comes back. <laughs> she'll come back. I know, but she left, so maybe she'll just take vacation to Cancun forever. Maybe she'll be absent from the show until 6B. Until 6B. <laughs> she and comes then back. She'll be like, she'll have a gun and she'll be like, the Sopranos, and then bang, <laughs> cut to black. <laughs> great finish. That would be a great finish. Uh... Anything more to say about Meadow? <laughs> about Meadow? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like Meadow very much. Nah, she's kind of annoying. Yeah. Anthony Jr.'s annoying too, but he's younger, so it mm. doesn't bother me as much. And he likes Mario Kart. And so he can't be Mario too mad Kart. at the guy. Yeah. He, he, and he plays the Nintendo 64 correctly. Because when they were watching that, I was like, he's holding it the right way. Because I was so afraid that he'd be like, <laughs> But he's a child, so I guess he'd be like, guys. Of course he knows. That's how you hold, the, how you hold the controller, dad. Dad, stupid mafia dad, I hate you. What are you gonna do? Kill me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sopranos is good, guys. It's worth it's worth the hype so far. Yeah, I don't know about later. Like, we can attest to season one. Yeah, we can. Um, speaking of seasons, season four. 
of I just got shivers. Uh, show Attack on Titan, yeah. which I saw was uh, Attack on Titan season four is the most popular show in the United States of America. Saw that. <laughs> what? I swear, I saw it. I saw an article. That doesn't make any sense because I saw an article that said WandaVision was the most popular show. Oh, I guess it said the world. So maybe this is you're in right. the United States. It is in the United States. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool and kind of, I don't believe it. I'll be real. When I say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just saw an article on the internet. Like, I don't know. How many people even know what anime is? That's what I'm saying. I, so, you know, I don't. I could be completely wrong. This could just be false. I choose to accept that fact. Me too. So, yay. Good. I'm glad for Attack on Titan. Um, We finally got episode 69. You yes, thought we were on episode sixty nine last we time, did, but but we got there. It was actually last episode was episode sixty nine. Mm. Good episode, not as you know titillating as I thought. They could add a little bit more fan service for <laughs> episode sixty nine, but they did have Mikasa take off some stuff. You know, right? What? She took off you know some clothing. Sure brand. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but she about? did, right? That was 69, I think. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that was some fan service. Mikasa is... I'm just going to combine the two because I don't remember which is which, honestly. Unless you do and you can. What? Which episodes? Yeah, yeah. They always blend together. Oh, yeah, I remember. Because I always watch them back to back. I wait for both and mm. then I just do double feature. Oh, you wait two weeks? Yeah. It's re- really rewarding. I'll be real. The two, the two bites is... Very satisfying. Cause I can't because I'm on the internet too much. When I'm on one, it just leaves me like, come on, just give me a little bit more. But when I watch two, I'm like sated. I'm good. Even with the end of the last one? Yes. Even with the end of the last one, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. I screamed I when the one. last episode ended. <laughs> I literally yelled in my chair. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't have as much as explosive of reactions as you do. I know. I'm very vocal. Yeah. Which... In my room alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. Anyway. Mikasa is like a princess. Yes. Lots of information in these past two episodes. A lot to keep up with. They were information. I've probably forgotten most of it. (laughs) Like, just personally. Uh, A lot of information that I hope is going to pay off to pay attention to. I can only assume that it might, you know. When does it not? I don't... In this show, not often. Rico, yeah. (laughs) Like, in this show, it's Rico and... No, we we know what happened to Moblet. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Just he got Rico. blown up. Yeah, it's sad. I like Moblet. Rico's still chilling. She, I'm sure she'll come back. I'm sure she'll literally be in an episode soon. Literally, she'll just no be way. Like, she'll just be like, Commander Pixies. And then I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Rico's Big Rico. She's like one of the first. The reason I think I like her is if my memory fails me, um, she was like one of the first people to help take down like a Titan. Like one of the very first like successful like, look, we killed it was Rico like getting the leg and it fell over then like Mikasa like killed it or something you know and I, so I was like oh You're like Rico's the girl <laughs> you know I was like that's cool and then mm-hmm. and then she was the one that was like oh look he's turning into a titan and they were like what <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, how the show has evolved yeah yeah it's come a long long way <laughs> seriously uh definitely a shift in the tone well, not tone so much but it's just we went back three years i think it was mm-hmm. you know so we have another flashback and then we're gonna flash forward again um at some point and get back to uh yeah business. the latest one kind of hops back and forth more often than the 
episode 68. Yes. Which was more just learning about how, like, Yelena and Onyakapone, like, came over and Mm -hmm. how they, like, started to be friends with them. And they're, like, double agents, sort of. Mm -hmm. They're, like, sleeper agents or whatever you want to call them. And there's just a lot of – I mean, it's world politics. You know, that's what it's come to. Yeah. Because now it's literally global politics in the show, which is definitely a direction it could have taken. Um, I'm honestly glad that there wasn't more magic. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, I'm just glad that it wasn't like, oh, the Japanese people and their dragons. Oh, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Okay, it's like, so mean. we have the Titans, they have dragons, and they have the water serpents. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's just the Titans, and that's just the world, and I agree with that. Because if it would have been adding all the information and all these other mythical, made-up, also learn this lore mm-hmm. type stuff, it would have been a bit much for me. So I'm very happy with where they stopped telling us things. I would agree. Um, and then we also, big, big reveal in the last one of poor Historia. Historia. The light has left her eyes. Yeah, not looking good. <laughs> that great. made me really sad. She, yes. Yeah, I don't even know where to go At with the that. beginning... Because at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. there's a part where she's like really happy with Mikasa, and yes. she's like, "Oh, we're both we're both bloodlines. Prince, uh, we're yeah. both yeah, we're we both have a heavy burden." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, my son can marry your daughter. We'll join our houses." And then like later in the episode, it just hard cuts, and she's like, "It's like some dude impregnated Historia, and then she just sat forever." <laughs> but it literally was some dude. She's like some dude who used to throw rocks at her got to bang her. <laughs> Yep. And now she's having a kid. Yep. So she can't get turned into a titan to eat Aaron. Yeah. And inherit the founding titan. I don't know. Lots of crazy stuff going on. I think uh, Zeke, the longer we go with Zeke, like, chilling, mm-hmm. the more it makes me think that he's up to something bad instead of actually wanting to help. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> that is interesting. Because I got some really bad vibes from the this episode 69 yeah 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 yeah. um because there's the one part where uh all the like regiment leaders are like chilling like drinking or whatever and the mm. one guy's like saying all like the nonsense about his story and he's like dude marlian go get me a drink yes and then he like walks down the stairs and nicolo's like oh you mean this one mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i'd have to agree that i think 69 left a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> Uh, uh, classic. That's all I have to say. Um, and then I like Nicolo though. He's cute. He's got I a nice know. haircut. Yeah. And he was really sad when Sasha died. Yeah. But now I'm like, is he like plotting something? Because I don't know the way he was like, oh, this one. And then mm-hmm. at the very end of the episode, if you see, um, when like Zeke is sitting there or whatever, um, the soldiers in the back they're like pouring like the drink or whatever. It's the same. It's the exact, exact same, same one. Mm. So I don't know if they're like that. playing into like poison some peeps or maybe. I don't know what the plan is, but I'm kind of spooked out for the next one. Maybe they put a knife in the bottle and he'll just drink the <laughs> knife and he'll cut his throat. <laughs> That'll, yep. That's exactly happen. what's happening. Happened in JoJo. Um, but unfortunately, that was, I think, episode 10 for this season. Mm. And it's only 16 episodes. So we only have six more until we have to wait for the next Eight part years, yeah. or whatever they plan to do. I think, I think the consensus like the general consensus now is that they will do like a part two okay yeah um but nothing's confirmed i don't think so 
that's why I have decided to take up reading the um, the manga. Yeah, which manga ka? I've never never done. Kind of. I also have never done. I had Shonen Jumps as a kid, mm. and I would finger those. Okay. Finger through though, you know, I would flip through the pages with my fingers. I would lick my fingers and then finger the pages. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Stop being disgusting. Yeah, it's me. It's you. I'm sorry. Um, but something that I found interesting about the manga is I'm up to about the part right before they go back to the wall to retake the wad shingan shina when they have the big battle or whatever so i okay. just got through like uh they're like historia you need to be the queen and then they fight the big rod race titan okay and she kills it and she's like i'm the queen now yeah. levi i'm gonna punch you right. um anyway uh everything's basically the same there might be like a couple things that like aren't in the show like really small like a, a page or like something that oh, i'm pretty like faithful. Oh, okay. yeah um but one thing that was like kind of it's not like a huge big deal but that I found interesting was, so in the show, uh, like, right at the beginning, it goes from, like, the Colossal Titan attacks, mm-hmm. and Aaron's mom dies, and then it goes right into their training, or whatever. Yeah. In the show, or in the yeah, show, yeah. in the manga, it goes, uh, Aaron's mom dies, whatever, they get attacked, and then, but then it continues, it skips the, the training part, and it okay. goes right to after their finished training, and the battle in Trost. It just completely where Aaron it? turns into the Titan for the first time. It no, because it loops back to it later. Okay, but because I was like, that was just an interesting way that it was organized mm-hmm. um, in the text. I found that interesting, and um, I wouldn't say it really like added anything, but I don't think it took away anything either. It was just like kind of a different order. Mm. The only thing it did is when uh, Marco, our poor blessed Marco, gets eaten in half. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a little bit more powerful in the book because uh, it's just kind of like chilling and they're all like happy, like in the training arc. And then it just mm-hmm. like you just turn the page and it's just and it's him, him like cut in half. And you're yeah. like, oh, Marco. I wonder also, obviously, you wouldn't really get the effect of it because you've already seen the show. But I wonder how the colossal and armored Titan reveal where he's just like, oh, hey, Aaron. I wonder how that would have been oh, in the yeah, manga reading. just because it, you know, usually I feel like in a manga, you flip a page and there's this big art. If there's, like, a reveal, it's, like, a huge art. It's, like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. But in this, I assume it would just be, like, a normal. Yeah, that's right exactly there. what it was like. It was just real small panels. Yeah. It was like, yo, hey. Right. Armor Titan, he's the Colossal Titan. What's up? So, uh, even though I think the, it obviously comes across in the show, it's I wonder how that would be just reading it and just being like, oh, look, a normal. P-. I know. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I'm assuming I'll get that once I get ahead of mm-hmm. the show and get to the whatever's going on now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um. But the one thing that actually made me appreciate was uh, the animators of, like, the show and stuff because uh, the acting scenes, not like they're hard to follow mm-hmm. uh, in the books, but, um, I mean, there's, like, a lot to fill in yeah. because it's, like, you know, Levi like this. Right. And then, yeah. you know, <laughs> Levi like, yeah. Yeah. But um, it just really, I was like, wow, because they're adding, like, a whole lot of, like, really cool stuff mm. that I thought was Pretty epic. Like, when Levi fights the female Titan, it's, like, super epic in the show. Yeah. And then not that it's not cool in the in the manga, but, like, it's still, like, you're, like, oh, okay. You're getting, you know, the manga experience except with color and about, like, times, like, what, 60? So, <laughs> yeah. for every picture. <laughs> uh, so like Yeah, it's it was pretty awesome. But 
the latest arc that I just read with like like the beginning of season three, the first half of season three, mm-hmm. I found to be actually much more interesting in the manga. I don't know if it's because like that part of the show is like a lot more information heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like totally, even though like I knew everything, I was like totally like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, Aaron ate his dad? Oh man, like this yeah, is crazy okay. stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm digging it. And I'm, I'm definitely, I've already said to myself, I'm catching up and I'm going beyond. Okay. So, but I, you know, no manga spoilers here. I'm yeah, not a no. loser. Don't do that. Not at all. I will not be having it. Uh, I would love to read the manga. I have them. I'll give them to I you. I can't read Japanese. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if I could do that, I would totally be in there. But sadly, I cannot. So I'll have to not do that. Uh, I'm good. I'm done, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nothing else for me. Cool, cool, cool. Then I'll move on. Higarashi continues. Uh, show changed. The show changed. Now it's just Rika and Sadako. And now instead of being like five, they're like 15. And they're at a high school. And Rika is like, it's like a high school for like ladies. So they, it's a school, okay. but they also teach you manners and like how to be proper and everything. And Rika's, she's great at it and she's loving it. And Sadako, I mean, she was always like a prankster. So she's like, I love Rika, but this place kind of sucks shit, you know? Mm. And uh, she's probably, you know, going to cut her in half with a scythe. Nice. So we'll see what happens. But it's just a very different show because Keichi, Shion, Mion, and anybody else, Reina, are mm. all gone from the show now. Dang. Weird. I don't know. But if she dies, then she'll go back. So it's probably what's going to happen. I also watched WandaVision, keeping up with that. Yeah. WandaVision, it, it like, the in the episodes that I watched, I was like, oh, it's better. And now I'm like scared that it's just going to get worse immediately after again. <laughs> and maybe I'm just being too harsh on it. Maybe I really just need to just throw off all my notions of what a marvel thing is it's just because you have this idea where it's like spoilers guys spoilers wanda's the bad guy she's got these three thousand some people captured and mind controlled and they can't leave and she's just there you know and they all like know they're being mind controlled they just can't do anything about it so they're just like watching themselves do these awful things Okay. Not awful things. I mean, they're like trick or treating. <laughs> so like, awful things. Terrible. Um, and it's just not very comfortable. At least people have said they're like, "Oh, this is not a comfortable thing." Mm. When they when Vision zaps them out of it. Uh, did I mention that Darcy Lewis is back? I don't know who that is. It's Cat Cat Dennings. I think is her name. The lady from Thor, the like funny sidekick girl from Thor movies. Is she in Ragnarok? Because zero things no, come to not. mind from the she's first not. two. Because there's the pretty woman, you know, who's in Ragnarok. And then there's the sidekick best friend, the sassy best friend, as they say in this show, you know, because it's like that's what she was and people are mad about it. She's okay, back. Yeah. No, I she's this. The guy from Ant-Man's in it. And then Captain America, Captain America, Captain Marvel's best friend's daughter is in it. Nice. And uh, remember the little girl? No. The, okay. I don't remember <laughs> Captain Marvel. That movie doesn't exist in my brain. Fair enough. Anyway, she's actually surprisingly good. The woman, uh, I think her name is Monica Rambeau is the character's name. Mm. Um, I'm actually really surprised that I'm liking her character a lot. She's has like 
some kind of weird superpower now or something. Because when she goes through the field, it like literally rearranges all your molecules. Like Wanda does that to you. Nice. And she's done it like three times now. And it's like she has blue eyes now. She's like Super Saiyan, you know, whatever. She's Super Saiyan blue. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So that's neat, you know. Uh, not sure where that's headed. Anyway, the thing that they got here is you find out that the director of S.W.O.R.D. is like, oh, we had Vision because we we did want to bring him back to life. So he could be a weapon for us. Like, that was their goal. Like, bring him back to life because he's strong and so we can defeat our enemies, you know? How'd they bring him back to life? They didn't. That's what oh. they were trying to do before Wanda kidnapped him, right? Right. So they were, like, doing all these technologies on him. They are like, why can't we do it? Whatever. Because they don't have the stone. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so she steals him. I don't think she knew <laughs> what they were doing. I think she just did it because she was, you know, lonely. And she did it, and she captured all these people. So I was thinking throughout the whole show, like, oh, it's going to be interesting to see her be responsible for this mm. by the end of it. Like, this isn't something that's going to, at the end of the show, everyone's free, and they go, don't worry about it, Wanda. Happens to all of us, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, no big deal. That's not somewhere where the show can go unless they find someone to actually pin it on. Like the sword director, and more officially... Catherine, Catherine? No, that's the actress's name. <laughs> Catherine Hahn is the actress's name. The character's name is Agatha Harkness. It's Agatha Harkness. You oh know. my gosh, I totally know who that is. Agatha Crazy. Harkness is an old lady. I, I don't really know who she was. I n- knew the name, but I really didn't know anything about her. She is... I knew her as an old lady. Like a traditional witch, kind of. An old lady with like a cat. And it would sit in her lap and she'd be like, I use magic to butter my bread. Yeah, is that what happens? And she, I think, has similar powers to Scarlet Witch. They just kind of have that weird magic power, you know? Okay. But basically she's saying like, oh, like they have a song at the end of the episode where it's, it was Agatha all along. And they show all the things happening and Agatha's using her purple magic instead of red to like do things. And... It's a good thing and a bad thing because okay, the actress was like kind of my favorite part of the show. She's really funny. I think she's really good at everything she does. So having her be, it's like, oh, wait, no, I'm actually behind it all. I'm like, good. I'm glad she can actually do something in this role because obviously she can never be in the Marvel Universe again because they already did it. Unless you're Mahershala Ali. Um, Marshmallow. Right. So I was like, oh, really cool. But I'm also thinking that it's like, are they just going to pin it all on her? And then Wanda's just going to kind of like how much of it is actually her. They just need to answer that. And then I'll know. But if they're like, Oh, since Agatha was also doing bad stuff, you know what? It doesn't matter. Wanda. It's all cool. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's going to go to a place where Wanda's going to have no consequences. Well, nobody's going to have consequences except for the one person who either dies or just like runs away. Okay. It's business as usual, I guess. <laughs> I enjoy watching this show through you trying to explain it to me. Right. But there's a funny part right at the end of the episode where they're showing the montage or whatever. And there was a part where, like, she found the dog that they had that, like, died. And she was like, and I killed Sparky. And she's holding the dog's dead body. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Funny? Yeah. It's a dead dog you're talking about. You, you'd have to see it to believe it. Okay. She's great. Anyway, I also watched one more thing. A movie. A new movie. New-ish. It was a remake 
of a classic of a horror classic called Castle Freak. Have you ever seen it? Oh, yep. Yeah, I just watched that last week. It's good. Castle Freak, the original one, is good. Castle Freak, the new one, is great. Fantastic? Mm. Excellent? There we go. <laughs> it is excellent in how awful it is. Damn. It excels at being bad. It starts off... In the original Castle Freak, it's like a family. It's a dad, a wife, and like a daughter who's blind because of a car accident that killed their son. And nice. they're all mad at the dad because he was the one driving. Of course. In this one, it's like a boyfriend and girlfriend, and the boyfriend crashes the car, and that's how she goes blind. And I feel like that dynamic just doesn't work as well as the father to the family dynamic of being disconnected from his entire family. I don't know. I just didn't think it worked very well. Okay. Anyway, the movie's normal. There's a castle freak who lives in the castle. They inherit it because somebody dies, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's actually yours. It's like your long-lost relative. And they're like, that's not weird. Okay. And then, you know, eventually the castle freak kind of, they're like, oh, look, a castle freak. And then they fight, and that's the movie, right? And the new castle freak, they do that, and then they're like, oh, the castle freak is actually my sister. And the castle freak, I mean, it's gross. It's like got a big vagina, and it's like, <laughs> like ribs and wispy gray hair it's like a gross craven looking creature nice very disgusting and it goes like you know whatever okay because <laughs> it can't speak it's just like a little a monster uh and they're like it's his the sister and it's like why is it my sister and they're like oh because it's part of a ritual <gasps> and they're like yeah it's a ritual to to see yog sathoth and then we'll ignite the old ones and bring awake them from their sleeping dream and cthulhu will come out and that's what it's literally like yeah cthulhu and i was like okay this is very different from just a castle freak wow just a gross guy living in a castle no it's like actually a weird creature so she reunites with her sister because she's blind so i guess she doesn't see how ugly she is so she's like no it's she just looks like a normal woman right she does not and they like hold hands for a second i don't know if she really knows what's going on and so out of nowhere, the they're just reading for a book. All these people show up from the town. They just look up in the sky and they're like, Yogg-Sothoth. <laughs> they just walk to the castle. And then she starts screaming. They both start screaming. And a, a big tentacle comes out of the, the castle freak's vagina and goes into her vagina and impregnates her and then whips out. And then the clouds open and it's like, and a big Cthulhu eye with a bunch of tentacles going and it goes right and then eye pops out of her vagina and it cuts the black movie over she goes and goes and then (laughs) (laughs) and then cuts to black no explanation that sounds great what are you talking about and then there's the after credits scene Wow. Or I think it's like a reanimator reference because the actor from reanimator was the actor in the original Castle Freak, which is just a weird connection to make okay. for no reason. At first, I was like, you know what? It's a different take. Could be good. <laughs> then the rest of the movie happened. <laughs> and uh, I do not recommend Castle Freak. Sounds great. I mean, it's pretty crazy by the end. So, like, if you just want to watch that, like, it is like, wow. But, Sounds pretty dope. You know, I anyway. have to watch that. I'm good to move on if you are. I'm ready. I'm, I'm good to move on from that forever. I'm ready. I'm ready. Guys, I would just like to point out that I personally, well, no, the show, we are fortune tellers. We can tell the future. What did I say last episode? What did I say? In the episode before that, it was Spy Kids, right? 
What did I say last episode? Who would star in the new Borderlands? I called it. <laughs> Who did I say? You said Jack Black. I said Jack Black would join Borderlands. And guess what, guys? Jack Black is going to be Claptrap in the Borderlands Ooh. movie. And that's that. Fetty Whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jack Black has been cast in Borderlands. He's going to be Claptrap, which is a little robot dude. Obviously, we know Kate Blanchett's going to be Lilith. Kevin Hart is going to be Roland. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. This is new, I think. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be Tannis. Tannis. She was the... You played the second and the third. She's the one who becomes the siren at the end of, in the third one. Or, no, she is the siren. The whole, I forget. The, the mm. archaeologist, she's a weirdo. She's like... If my research is correct, then this means you need to get the gold key. A little, uh, she's got the short I don't, hair. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Whatever. She's. I actually do like her in the game. I think she's a fun character. But uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. So she's going to bring out some Activia. That's Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Activia. And she's going she's gonna to have a gun called Activia. And it's going to shoot yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Anyway, uh... I think Jack Black and Eli Roth worked together on what was that one? The place with the house and its wall, the clock with the house, the house with the clock. I saw that movie. That was what it was, right? He was in that. Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, I think that's what they last worked on. It was together. crazy. It's kind of like um, Castle Freaks. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. In terms of like the end, like it's like a an eye comes out of Jack well, Black's no, vagina. Listen, it's like. So it start, it's like a chill, like a little like fun kids movie. Yeah. But then from what I remember, like towards the end, becomes like there's like a demonic ritual yeah. happening. Oh. And then he's like, Satan. <laughs> and then Jack Black is like, oh my gosh, we have to use the pentagram. Okay. <laughs> That's what I remember. Is it good? No. Oh, okay. Bad. Yeah, the house with its clock, with a clock in its walls. Bad. Okay. Oh, and Blanchett was in that too. Wow, I don't. <laughs> she must have been the Satan woman. Must have been. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what should I predict next? I don't know. We'll just let it flow. We'll just, just let, let it flow. flow. Okay. <laughs> Let's let it flow. Next. Good news. You didn't predict this. I didn't predict this. Neither did you. Did you? No. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it though. Pedro Pascal to star as Joel. In The Last of Us HBO series based on video game, The Last of Us. Also known as Golf Club Man. Also known as the clubber. The golfer. The, the seal in training. Uh, this is also with the news that Bella Ramsey, also from Game of Thrones. Um, Crazy. They're both from Game of Thrones. Is going to be Ellie. And if you don't know who that is, that is uh, Lyanna Le- Stark. No. Mormont. Leanna Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? This is what happens when the greatest show ever becomes bad. Moving on. Uh, she's. If you don't remember, she's the one who stabbed the giant in the eye uh, yeah. and died. That's not what I remember from her, though. I remember when 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 they're all chanting King in the North, mm. and she like looks at John Stark. That's his name, right? John Stark? Is that right? John Snow? Oh! <laughs> See what I mean? I knew it sounded wrong. Anyway, and then like everyone's chanting, and then she's just like, "The king in the north." 
Okay, if you're gonna say it, do it right. The king of the north. That's not how she sounds. The king of the north. She sounds like a little kid. The king she of the north. <laughs> the king of the north. John Stark is gonna be our king of the northeast. John Stark is just so wrong because it's either John Snow yeah. or Targaryen. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Cool. I think it's good casting. I like it. I think it's great. Pedro. Uh. Is doing the thing that everybody does. Where he's gonna be in a lot of things and not. I hope that doesn't happen to him. I hope he stays being in things. Yeah, he's good because he's great. I very interested to see how she does. Bella Ramsey as mm. in the part should have been Brooklyn Prince. Too that's young. Our, still that's too our young. Queen. Still too way too. How young. old is Brooklyn Prince? Like nine. <laughs> I doubt it. She's like nine years old. Ten maybe. Let's figure. Let's fact check real quick. She's 10. 10. Okay, she can't play Ellie, I yeah, guess. She cannot play Ellie. She could have aged up a little bit. They could have done some makeup. No, that's. I think that's inappropriate. Or they could have waited like five years and then she could have played Ellie. Maybe they could have made it Anya Taylor-Joy as Ellie. She's like know? 23, though. That's the joke that I'm making. She's like super old for the role. They could just use makeup. <laughs> <laughs> they could just, de- just put Robert De Niro as Ellie, you know, and just de-age him. <laughs> Uh, That'd be great. I actually do a really good Robert De Niro impression. Okay, hit me with it. (laughs) You want to see him when he's happy? Yeah. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That's a good one. I was making faces for anybody listening in audio. I'm sure that came across. Yeah, (laughs) you could hear the face. (laughs) Anyway, very cool. Uh, Excited for this. Maybe video games, man. I don't know. They have a bad track record. The thing with this is that we know that it's just going to be, at least the beginning is just going to be the same exact setup. And Last of Us is already such a cinematic game. You know, all of Naughty Dog's games are like that. They, you know, tend towards cinematic a lot of the time. Yeah. That it's just like, it can be good, but is it going to do anything spectacular? Are we going to watch it and be like, yeah, that's what happened? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Especially because people are so already attached to the actors who already play Joel and Ellie. You know what they should do? What's that? At the very in the first episode, they should get to the part where the one chick, I can't remember her name, stays behind and has the shootout with Tess? the Yeah. Yeah. Instead, so she stays behind, but then Joel's like, "Oh, I can't leave her." And he runs back and that people are like, "Oh my gosh, this is different." Okay. And he runs back and as he's like running down the stairs to get to her, Abby shows up with a giant <laughs> golf club, <laughs> just beats him in the face, <laughs> and kills him in the first episode. Now that is storytelling. Only if, uh, <laughs> I will only accept that if Abby is played by Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah, is that? <laughs> That's actually not bad casting if she wasn't blacklisted or whatever. Let's move on to the That'd next That'd be great. One. They should do that. They should do that. More video game stuff news, which I'm assuming you don't care about. Twisted Metal Show reportedly cast Will Arnett. You know who that is, right? I didn't even know there was a show for this. Do you know what Twisted Metal is? Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll cast Ar- Will Arnett as... This says Sweet Tooth, but I thought Sweet Tooth was the name of the... Rocket League. Of the van. Yeah. And his name was like Needles. I don't know. The clown. I know it's what Metal is, but I never played it. Maybe. But I've driven the Sweet Tooth in Rocket League. 
maybe he is voicing the van. <laughs> and the van will talk. <laughs> That'd be sick. Well, this says, as the iconic killer clown Sweet Tooth, even maybe he is called Sweet I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a very long time. I don't know either. Uh, it's been very popular in its heyday. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad casting. Will Arnett, he's sure. Just didn't know. I don't know. Interesting with that. Mm-hmm. Show is gonna. There be was late. just enough, you know, video game news. That I thought I'd keep it rolling. Sonic the Hedgehog two release date, cast, everything you need to know. I'm you know what's you, funny about that? Let me know. I can't remember. I hopped on a streaming service okay. this morning. I don't remember which streaming service it was. There's just so many now. Sure. But I just opened it up and it was like Sonic the Hedgehog. Watch now. Hmm. And I was just thought that was funny. Why? It's might have been because of this. Who knows? It's gonna come out April sixteenth this year, twenty twenty two. Oh, as far as I know. Um, or April eighth, apparently. There we go. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's uh Sonic himself, Sonic Twitter, Ben Schwartz, average jokes, talking about it. I suppose. Great. I loved the first one. I didn't see it, so it was great. Hey, again, really not that bad. It's like standard like family movie fare, really. But it's not great, so the video game movies continue their track record. For now, they do. But what about the Mortal Kombat movie that trailer dropped? We'll see. Who knows? I keep... I have no expectations. All I know is that Cole Young is the star of the new Mortal Kombat movie, but I have no idea who Cole Young is. Well, hopefully he can make a name for himself. Or does he already have a name? And he's going by a secret name. There's a few rumors going around, you know, or, you know, just people saying different things. Some people think that he's going to become Scorpion. Mm. Some people think, because there's one person that I noticed when I watched the trailer who's missing, who's kind of really big in Mortal Kombat. You know, very fan favorite. Uh, (laughs) Chun-Li. Sorry, I wasn't going to say that, but I remember. Did you see that article? No. There's like one of those articles that came out. Where it was like, looks like somebody forgot to invite Chun-Li to the Mortal Kombat, you know, movie. And it was like a whole article about, like, why has Chun-Li been left out? And there was like, a, oh my God. There was like an editor's note at the bottom where they're like, it turns out our writer found out that Chun-Li is not from the Mortal Kombat franchise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that with the wow at the end. It makes me think they know what they were doing. People would see that article and they'd be like... Chun Li, <laughs> and they'd click it and be like, "You're so dumb." <laughs> and then obviously that gets them their clicks or whatever. But man, it worked. That's fine. I clicked. You it. clicked. I clicked it. And I, but I knew when I clicked it, I was like, I know what they're doing. And I clicked. Still worth it. <laughs> worth it. But who I was talking about is some people are saying that maybe he's <laughs> maybe he is Johnny Cage. Either Johnny Cage being his stage name or, you know, whatever. He could be Johnny Cage. Uh, somebody else thought he was, I don't know, somebody's brother. That was too deep in the lore for me. But they're like, yeah, he's Johnny this. Cash. That, it's not how brothers work. <laughs> the last names that they share. Not in the Mortal Kombat universe. That's true. Not in the, Mortal the MKU. Kombat it could be a thing. But in the, in, the, in the trailer, we get Sub-Zero. We get Scorpion. We get uh, Sonya. Uh, Jax, we get Kano. Um, that's like uh, the four, guy with the forearms. Pretty sure his, I don't know for sure. But no, it's sure not. Whatever, like Grok. No, uh, Goro. I think I, I was close. Yeah, 
I think so. I keep messing them up with like the. Uh, and the guy with the blade hat is in it too, right? Yes, I think so. I don't know. There's Whatever a lot of people. His in name it. is. It's a good trailer. I actually think it's you know it looks like, uh, it could be. I'm not expecting it to be fantastic, but at least fun. At least like yeah, oh, look it, at the it, cool it looks things. fun. It looks fun. The best part of the trailer is probably when he freezes his blood in the air and like yeah, stabs him with it. That was his cool. own blood. That's a pretty you know yeah Goro right there. Liu Kang Raiden. Raiden. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of cool. Reiner. <laughs> Reiner. <laughs> it could be good. Let's see. Who knows? If you like Mortal Kombat, it's probably definitely worth checking out. For real. Sad news with gamers, though. Movie theaters are dead, and they're being taken over by gamers no. all across the world. Because no. movie theaters are renting their screens to gamers. I guys. saw this. And, uh... Yeah, I get it. You got to make that money somehow. How does work, though? How it works is, like, kind of insane, and I don't know why anybody would do it. The metric I saw was it was, like, two hours for $100, and you have to bring your own console and everything, blah, 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 and games. Like, they don't have anything because it's a movie theater, but they're like, bring your console and a game or whatever, and $100, and you get two hours. And 200 you get, like, you know, four hours, I guess. Two hours. For $100? I feel like the only thing you could do would... Do does like that include setup or is that oh, does that include <laughs> like is it you get there and it's like okay clock's ticking let's get know. going because or is it like start is it speed run rules you know speed run rules. <laughs> like i don't know uh where it is it's, it's kind of fun though it sounds like it'd be fun what you said would definitely be like a great thing to do obviously if we weren't in the middle of what's causing the situation anyway, where people probably don't want to get together in an enclosed room for a very long period of time, at least strangers. But if you have, you know, a handful of people that, you know, you have to see and you all pool in, because if you pool it and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm going to do it solo and I'm going to play like, what should I play? Huni pop. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> I'll play that. That <laughs> That would be hilarious. That would be very scary. Because you'd be alone. <laughs> Who wouldn't you share it with? <laughs> I don't actually probably weirder to play that with the group now that I think about it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems ridiculous. I don't know who would pay oh look, three hours Rich people. for hundred fifty dollars. Mm, I don't know. Can you do one hour for fifty? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not allowed. <laughs> I, I two hours i feel like i always if i'm playing a video game i usually play for like at least two hours i don't like to sit down and play like 30 minutes of what if game. you're in the middle of like a mission like you're playing god of war and you're in the middle of like the last mission oh. or imagine you're about to kill the valkyrie you're playing god of war yeah and you're fighting Seagreed or whatever yeah, her name yeah. is and you hit the two minute mark and she's got like maybe like four hits left of her health mm. bar and it's like your 400th try yeah and they come in they're like time's up and they just unplug it well no they say hey they, they're holding the plug in their hand and then it's like, I can unplug this or you can give us another $100. And it's you have to make that decision in like five seconds. Oh it's like, uh, yeah. Would you be able to do it? that? Matt, you work at the movie theater. You, okay. Someone is fighting the last oh. Valkyrie. <laughs> the time is up. You know that it's your job that you okay. have to well, listen, unplug. What is is my boss like? You will be fired? Is my boss like you'll be reprimanded? Like, where is the, is it just me? You're going to get fired. But this guy, I mean, he's been trying. 
he comes in when he first comes in he's like dude i've been trying to fight mm-hmm. i've been trying to beat this boss for so long i okay. think i can finally do it right here and he's about to i mean a few more hits and it's over okay do you just unplug no you ruin this whole <laughs> I man's not life plug. i quit and you I get my fired. job wow. I would do that because working in a movie theater doesn't sound very fun right now. So I'd probably just get a different job. Okay. That's me. Anyway. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm not really up on it. I don't know if you saw any of it. No. Really, none of I it. I don't know what this is. There are quite a few misconduct uh, and even going into abuse allegations going against writer uh director joss whedon who obviously is a pretty well-known name you know nowadays so here like i know the name but to be honest i couldn't i couldn't put him next to a movie i don't know what he's done he does a lot of stuff he did he was director of the first avengers movie um oh wow age of ultron precious remains contentious he did buffy the vampire slayer which i know He's done stuff. Okay. He does plenty. He, uh, a lot of things going all the way back to like his early career, like I said, with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of him being pretty demeaning from what I've seen specifically to female, uh, either actors or uh, uh, colleagues, you know. Mm-hmm. I even read a story that uh, an actress got pregnant on Buffy and he said some very nasty things about you know uh, the pregnancy and kind of it seemed like she was pushed out of the show because of it you know jeez um and we don't you know we don't really this story doesn't have an end yet but uh ray fisher also accused whedon of unprofessional behavior so i don't know Not surprising. Not surprising. I mean, that's never surprising, is it? When was the no. last time it was surprising? The first time? Whoever <laughs> was the first time. Well, the first, it's personal. Whoever for you personally was the first time where you're like, oh, people are bad. Yeah, people are bad. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look great because there's a lot of people who are kind of backing this up. Hmm. So, you know, we'll see where that goes, if anywhere. I just hope that... uh. People find their peace, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A24, to produce and finance, Ari Aster's next pick, Disappointment Boulevard, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, really? I didn't see this. I don't know if you remember. Is this a comedy? Well, do you remember? Are you saying you remember what he said? Yes. Yeah. Four-hour nightmare comedy was, I think, the exact term you Is that used? what this is? I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't really know. Joaquin Phoenix, pretty good. Casting, if that's the type of movie we're this going for. This combo, Walking Phoenix, Ari Aster, I can dig that. Sign me up. i totally down for that right now. Um, very cool. Details are very much being kept under wraps for now. Um, but the plot is described as an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. So if it's decade-spanning... It could be about anything. I don't care. Yeah, right. <coughs> decade-spanning, though, that would make sense if it was longer. Because mm. we're going to capture decades, you know, why not make it four hours? I'd watch four hours. Who knows? I'm excited, though. Hmm. I like good movies. Me too. I also like mice. I like little cute little mice, little rodents. Like Geronimo. What's that? Geronimo Stilton? Is that his name? I don't know. 
I don't know, but I don't even know if you know what Redwall is. Nope. Well, Netflix is adapting Redwall books into animated movies, TV series. Redwall cool. is Lord of the Rings, except everybody's a little mouse or like a badger <laughs> or like a mole. They're all kind of like rodent. Interesting. Creatures. Redwall's sweet. He's got a shield. It's got M on it. And he's like, I'm Redwall. Good for a little mouse man. But it's actually just like, he's a mouse. <laughs> got it. No, they're cool. I, I promise. Okay. I, I'll believe you. Okay, let's get into it. Do you know about the story? Yes. Do you want to say anything about it? Like, do you want to do this one? Gina Carano hits back, announces new movie project with Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. So so Gina Carano, um, I assume I'm saying that right. I don't know. She has been booted from The Mandalorian. She has been kicked off. And that's why my comment earlier was really funny. Yes. If you weren't up to date. <laughs> um, she's been kicked off over a lot of things that she posts that are just really suspect. You know, she. Yeah, she was saying that hating someone for their political views is the same as like a Nazi killing a Jewish person. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then she's like anti mask. I think she's like saying all that i she's not and then there was like she made transphobic comments too i believe nice at some point she's just everything that she does is i don't know why she does it but again her whole point is like i should be allowed to have my opinion and not get fired which is a weird kind of mental thing that i feel like people do because it's like you're allowed to say it like you're allowed it's but like you have to face the consequences of what you say like you know what i mean I get the point that they're making, but it's a stupid point. <laughs> it's just all well, I'm trying you to say. Your actions have consequences. Right, exactly. Um, but she's teaming up after you know being booted off Star Wars, and honestly, thank God. <laughs> I did she not. was low key like the worst part of the Mandalorian. Cara Dune was the worst part of the Mandalorian for sure. Not a big loss. Like, even that. Uh, I know that you, the lady that you hate. The droid lady. Oh my gosh! Below so or above, Cardoon. I don't. Probably above. <laughs> okay, great. Because I love that lady, so she's definitely above. Hard low. So really, it's better for the show, in all. Um, maybe they'll kill her off. Maybe they'll be like, oh, she's just sheriff and hanging out. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we don't even like the Mandalorian that much. That much. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is, I think, that really did it. Okay, I don't know if I've heard this. No, it's what I said earlier, but about the Jews and everything. Oh, okay. I just didn't realize that she shared that opinion through a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it even better. So, you know, she was standing in front of the camera and she was like, being a conservative in this world is just like being a Jew. (laughs) She was doing a little dance while she said it. I don't know. I haven't seen the post, but that's how it's looking in my mind. But luckily, Ben Shapiro to the rescue. Big Ben. The, the, the Daily Wire, I guess. That, I don't know if that's his site. I really don't know much about Ben Shapiro. I'll be real. All I know is Now that, listen, so the deal about this is that... <laughs> what if we said, theoretically, <laughs> that you could be in my movie? <laughs> now listen, this is just a theory. <laughs> this is just a theory. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, 
All I know is I see a lot of fake tweets from him, and they're all really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. No no one is going to watch their movie. That's (laughs) the best part. Well, here's the thing. Their first feature film, School Shooter Movie Run, Hide, Fight, produced by Dallas Sonnier under his Bonfire Legend banner, drew more than 300,000 viewers during its three-hour live stream premiere. You know, maybe I will watch it. Okay. You don't even know what it's about. (laughs) But it's got to be hilarious. (laughs) Maybe. It might be. I don't know. We'll see. Or not. Ben Shapiro's going to topple Disney. Oh, what's the end? No, the end of this article is... Um, the new alliance with Corona raises the prospect of the Daily Wire's film operation becoming a home for those going against the Hollywood grain in controversial ways. Not that Disney will be too worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Good, good job. Who wrote this? Wait, who wrote this? Andreas Wiseman. Good article. Good article. There was a Cruella trailer. It's Joker. It literally is the Joker trailer, but Cruella. Yeah, it's... I want to see them side by side, honestly, because they're probably really close like than same. I think. Um, which was probably, you know, on purpose. Here's the thing. I have a question to ask you. Okay. Because when I was watching the trailer, I realized something. I don't remember the plot of 101 Dalmatians. Nope. Nothing. I remember Cruella. Yep. And the there were dogs. Yep. <laughs> and there was a guy who was like, oh, all these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. I literally do not remember anything about that movie. I'm wondering if I should give it a rewatch before no. I go see. Well, here's the deal. I'm going to go see Cruella. Me too. Because Emma, Emma Stone. Stone is, I mean, she's looking good. Yeah. I mean, how do you not? So that's going to happen. I just don't know if I should rush up on my lore. No. That's like that's like saying, well, do I need to watch The Dark Knight to watch Joker? No. <laughs> I suppose it is. Maybe. <laughs> You don't need to worry about that. I'm just waiting. Here's how I would make this movie. So whatever, she she's skinning puppies, and then they're like, oh, she's misunderstood, whatever. <laughs> okay. She's misunderstood. At the end of the movie, she's like skinning a dog, and she's like, wow, this is great. Angelina Jolie pops through the door as Maleficent. She's like, <laughs> and Cruella's like, God, what is this? What is the meaning of this? Right? And then Angelina Jolie leans in. She's like, I'm here to tell you about something. What is it? Two words. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and it blasts off the Kingdom what? Hearts cinematic universe. What? And they cast Haley Joel Osment as Sora. Because he is Sora. They just have him get fit and 20 years younger. Okay. And it kicks off this whole new universe of them trying to, you know, and Donald and Goofy will be there. And they'll Zeta Flare. That sounds great. It'll be great, guys. I promise. That sounds great. The Kingdom Hearts, this is my prediction. This is my prediction, guys. And you know my track record. At the end of Cruella, 100%. Angelina Jolie comes... Kingdom Hearts. Do you... (laughs) I'm just saying, do you realize how insane... Like, let's get away from the joke. If that actually were to happen... That would be crazy. It would really break the world into like i don't know it would, it would actually fold it in half because the earth is flat 
Well, actually, it would fold it in half, and then it would duplicate it, and you'd have the nobody world and the heartless world. But also, then there'd be the unversed world, and Xehanort actually traveled back to when he was 12 and told his 12 self to travel in time to collect all the pieces of Xehanort from all the different timelines to come together as 12 pieces of one of 13 of the organization, the vessels. And then Kyrie, because the gradient on the one eye in Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't a gradient, it's just black. It's because her soul is missing and melody of memory. Thank you for that. I am very intelligent. <laughs> yes. Krilla looks interesting. I'll watch it. Uh, if you've been watching The Golden Girls no. on Hulu, uh, it'll be on Disney Plus now. Disney back at it again. Speaking of that, Jessica Jones and Punisher writes, revert back to Marvel Studios. So uh, cool. it's been two years since the Netflix shows. Now they're back. They can use these characters again. If they do, honestly, I feel this for all the shows except for Iron Fist and Luke Cage, maybe. Don't recast. Yeah. You know, I think they're great. They're doing a great job. Luke Cage is still good, but like, I guess you could if you wanted to. Iron Fist... Probably should. I love Loris Tyrell, though. Loris Tyrell is great. If they turn Iron Fist gay, then keep him. If not, find somebody else. <laughs> okay. Iron Fist. <laughs> Continue. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's uh, no thoughts on this. Is That's it. I want Daredevil. I don't care. I want Daredevil. I want pictures of Daredevil. Yeah. Disney closing Blue Sky Studios. Fox's once dominant animation house behind Ice Age. Oh, that's franchise. sad. It Loved is, Ice Age. It is really sad. Blue Sky Studios. I mean, rest in peace. I remember this thing. Yeah, rest in pieces. Ice Age. I guess they can't make Ice Age sequels forever. Mm, that's what you think. They're, they're closed. <laughs> well, they could just use a new studio. I meant Blue Sky themselves couldn't live off of Ice Age quite oh. forever. Let's talk about. We're gonna have to have an Ice Age episode at some point. Oh, absolutely. What point did you, did you are you up to date? I don't think so. I think the last one I saw was the uh, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were three more. Three? Because I thought there's Continental, Continental Drift, Drift, which I haven't seen, and then there's the dinosaur one. Wait, no, that's the one I just talked, one you about. just talked about. And there's the other one, Aliens. No, I'm pretty sure one. it's the Alien. Maybe there's only two, but I remember there's one about aliens. I think. Or maybe, I don't know at this point. Fact check. We have Ice Age. Ice Age the Meltdown. No, <laughs> no time, time for, for nuts. nuts. That looks hilarious. Okay. Ice Age 3. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Ice Age Continental Drift. And Ice Age Collision Course. Course. So there's two that I haven't okay, seen. Okay, two. Well, we. me as well. Yeah, we're both missing those. And Time for Nuts, so three, I guess. No Time for Nuts, which no looks great. Nuts, yeah. Looks like a short. It looks like a James Bond ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they couldn't make them forever. They couldn't keep pumping them out, so... I wonder what Continental Drift and Collision Course are about. Well, I guess I could assume. Continental Drift is Pangea. About the continents drifting. Yeah, you know what's weird? I think the humans never come back. Ever. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the humans are never once seen ever again. Huh. But if they wanted to make a new one, they could definitely have the baby come back and be, like, adult. You know? Yeah. And he'd be like, I remember you. <laughs> I remember you. He pulls out a gun. He's like, this is for kidnapping me and killing my mom, kind of. All right. At least to Diego. Mm. Ice Age episode coming soon. Ish. Soon-ish. 
Jesse Plemons. This is great news. Kills Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> in a fist fight. No, he takes over DiCaprio's role in Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon after script changes. So Leo is no longer his part. He's still in the movie, but they changed parts. So now Jesse Plemons is the lead. Well, I don't know if he's the lead, but whatever Leo was doing, now Jesse Plemons is doing it. And Leo's doing Probably the lead. Else. Probably the lead. Good for Jesse Plemons. Good for Jesse Plemons. It's about time. Is it? I think so. Jesse Plemons, by the way, also in Judas and the Black Messiah, great. Cool. He's cool. great. I like him. He seemed to be getting good, steady work so far. So, uh, but uh, he was wasn't he in the Irishman for like a second? Yeah, he's yeah. the one with the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's totally like, I had the fish in the car. So this isn't like even like super new ground for him, but to be really up there, yeah, that's a that's good stuff. I'm glad. I'm really happy for him. Yeah, me too. He was he was in the master. We love we we love him in great movie El Camino. So he's good. So good in El Camino. He's so the same weight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why we hate it. He's good in Game Night too, if you've seen that. Speaking of Scorsese. Scorsese. He's Scorsese. In, he was in the Sopranos for a second. No. Remember that? No. It was right. It was like one of the first episodes. They're like, "Hey, Marty, Marty!" And he's like, "Yeah." And he went inside the club. Oh, really? And Chris was whatever. Yeah, I don't remember that. Damn. Scorsese takes aim at streaming's lack of curation and more. Cinema is being devalued by content. Uh, if I can sum it up, basically, Scorsese annihilates streaming services with facts and, and logic. Not- <laughs> He says, we can't depend on the movie business such as it is to take care of cinema, Scorsese writes in a new essay on Federico Fellini. There is a lot going on here, um, a lot of waxing poetic about you know Italian filmmaking and everything. Uh, he says, as recently as 15 years ago, the term content was heard only when people were discussing the cinema on a serious level, and it was contrasted with and measured against form, Scorsese writes. Then gradually it was used more and more by the people who took over media companies, most of whom knew nothing about the history of the art form or even cared enough to think that they should. Content became a business term for all movie image, moving images, which, I mean, is true. What are, like People usually, at least from what I know, don't even call themselves like YouTubers anymore. Content like, creators. Yeah, they're content creators. So to have a YouTube video of you know someone covering a phone in slime and then driving their truck over it being compared to the Irishman as content. We are content creators. We are content. This is con, And so is the Irishman. So we're basically the same thing. I can understand why you'd be like, that's a little weird. You know, mm-hmm. that's a little weird. Uh, it's a whole like essay. And he says a lot about it. He has said to say on curated, on one of my algorithms and like suggestions from like things. Yeah. He said, uh, curating isn't undemocratic or elitist, a term that is now used so often that it's become meaningless. It's an act of generosity. You're showing what you love and what has inspired you. Algorithms, by definition, are based on calculations that treat the viewer as a consumer and nothing else. And, I mean, that's really true. When Mm -hmm. was the last time that your suggestions had bangers in them? You know what I mean? I mean, low-key, my suggestions are kind of banger. Mine suck all the time. I only watch... High art on what service? All, really? Yeah. Weird. I wonder if that's because I put all the mo- I the first thing I do when I go on a streaming service, like I do this at least once 
every couple months is I if they have it, I go to their A to Z and I just go add to list, add to list, add to list. Yeah, that's what I do. You know? So maybe it's not showing me some things I've already added to my list because they know that I'm aware of it. I don't know. I don't know. On my, like, Netflix and, like, my Hulu specifically, Mm -hmm. it's always, like, you should watch this. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I have been meaning to get around to that. Mm. Well, I'm very happy for you, then, that it works out. I am in control of the algorithm. Yeah. Scorsese concludes, I suppose we also have to refine our notions of what cinema is and what it isn't. Federico Fellini is a good place to start. You can say a lot of things about Fellini's movies, but here's one thing that's incontestable. They are cinema. Fellini's work goes a long way toward defining the art form. Scorsese's movies are okay. Yeah, yeah they're right. <laughs> so I don't know. I take it with a grain of salt, you guys. <laughs> you know, it's like, who? He's okay. Does he have a podcast? Roger Deakins has a Roger podcast. Roger Deakins has a podcast. He's great. Martin Scorsese, I don't know if he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. If he does, then you know what? Maybe he knows what he's talking about. But if he doesn't, I just thought he brought up a lot of interesting points. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because curation, I mean, think about, I feel a lot safer just looking at the Criterion collection and being like, this sounds good. It's on here, so it probably is good. And mm-hmm. then just like buying it or watching it or whatever. Yeah. You know? I look at that a lot of times when I need something new, especially classic movies, you know? I yeah. look at that and be like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting to me. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Whatever. Let's end on some good news. Okay. Paddington 3 sequel. Oh, dang. And now it's in the works. Officially, Paddington 3 is it's coming to us. Nice. So, I guys, I'll just say it now. When this movie's slated to come out, you know, you can expect us to have an episode about the trilogy. That's all that I'm saying. We'll talk about the cinematic universe. That is the the PCU. <laughs> the PCU. You know? Yeah. And uh, it'll be cool. The They're apparently amazing. I've heard these movies are so, so good. Yeah, I know. The, like, everyone says they're like really great. Masterpieces. You know? So, cinema. but I haven't seen either of them. It's their cinema. <laughs> it's not I want to know what you know? Scorsese thinks about these. I, I got to know what he thinks. Look it up. See if he has an opinion. Because that sounds really funny. What does Scorsese think does about Paddington? Martin. Scorsese. Scorsese like <laughs> Paddington? I'm going to say yes. Because how can you not? How can you not? Uh, yeah, I'm not getting any uh, results here. Coward. He is a coward. Anyway. He just says that Marvel movies are not cinema. <laughs> he does say that very often. Can they be content? Anyway, uh, that does it for news. We're going to move on. I'm done. We did it. Yeah, I'm done with that. So we got our spotlight, guys. Spotlight. Spotlight time. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Chadwick Boseman, the late Chadwick Boseman, um, who you probably remember. I mean, we covered it even on the show that uh, yep. in last year he passed away from colon cancer, I believe it was. I think he was 43 years old. Um, very, very... Sad story. Shocking story. It yeah, was totally mm-hmm. out Nobody of the blue. Knew. Nobody even knew about it. And, uh, yeah, he's. we watched a bunch of his movies that he was in. Um, we specifically went for movies because what was interesting when I actually looked at his IMDb and stuff, it seemed like he really got his start in TV. He did a lot of different TV shows, you know, at first, like, bit parts, just showing mm-hmm. him for a few episodes, and then more consistent roles. Um. 
and I was reading just a little bit about him, and he really actually mostly got to start from stage, the stage, you know? Mm. He started, he actually was more interested in directing. Oh, it wasn't acting, you know? It kind of took him on this path that he just ended up going that way. Um, Because he even directed a short film that I really tried hard to find, but I could not find it, um, called Blood Over a Broken Pawn. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of his movies now. What's the first one that you want to get into? Uh, the Kill Hole. You watched it? No. Oh, then why bring it up? Because <laughs> I just wanted people to know about The Kill Hole. The Kill Hole is like, um, I think it's his first predominant like lead role in a film. It wasn't reviewed very well. We did not uh, watch it. I, we, I don't think we should mention the ones that we didn't watch. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Gods of Egypt all day. Dude. But, like, Gods of Egypt, though. <laughs> Whatever. I think the very first role that really kind of had him, you know, really come up on the scene was 42 from 2013 where he played Jackie Robinson, you know. Which you just recently saw. I just recently saw it. I saw it in preparation for our sports movie episode, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That That's what gave me the kick in the pants to watch that. Kick in the pants. And I really liked it. it it's a very... um. I don't know. Uh, the movie itself, I don't know if it's safe's the word, but it's like homey. Like it's comforting. Like you can just kind of watch it and you're like, yeah, I know exactly what kind of movie this is going to be. Mm. It's comfortable. You know, you just kind of get in a zone when you watch it. Obviously, the standouts of the movie being Harrison Ford and Chadwick Boseman, you know, both really carrying the movie, I mm. think, definitely. And it kind of starts this little uh, kind of thing he has playing significant historical figures yes, yes for like yes. many of his films uh this was the first of many like four or five yeah, like yeah. really like important historical figures yeah the thing that i how much do we want to talk about the movie itself as opposed to just his part in it i don't think it really matters we can just go however we feel like it yeah so it, it covers jackie robinson and his him being such an icon in a thing in a the sport of baseball, you know, being the first African, the breaking the color barrier. That's the mm-hmm. whole point of the story. Um, and Chadwick Boseman, I read that he put in a lot, a lot of work into portraying Jackie Robinson. And that kind of went into portraying everybody that he ended up doing because, uh, you know, he did baseball runs. You know, he did like train, like he did baseball training, basically. Mm. And even going so far as to like always slide on his right never his left because that's just the way that jackie robinson did it in real life you know and he even had to kind of fight to do his own stunts because he was like guys i was like training to do this yeah you know so he kind of had to like fight him it's like no let me do it let me do it and i made the movie you know a lot better for that i think um so you can see right off the bat just this guy who originally trying to be a director putting his all into acting you know what i mean it's just like if he does something you know he does it 100 percent. you know which is really respectable and honestly they do carry the movie a lot of the a lot of the other actors aren't that great <laughs> in 42 it's not that great yeah i haven't seen it in a while so yeah yeah gotcha, gotcha. but i do remember i mean when i think of 42 most people probably when they think of Chadwick Boseman, if someone says Chadwick Boseman, they're like, oh, Black Panther. And I guess that's where my mind that's, goes now. That's where it's going to be. But, um, like, originally I was like, 
like when they were like, oh, Chadwick Boseman's going to be Black Panther. This is the 42. I was like, oh, the, yeah. the guy from 42 that did Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then and I'm sure like other most other people I would think were just like, oh, I don't know who this is. Let's Probably. See. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just the next year, uh, he did and what I think is one of his best performances mm. um, of his career in Get On Up. Get On Up 2014. Um, which is an interesting movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if his performance wasn't as great as it was, or if someone else was cast as James Brown, it would uh, probably not be great. Right. It's a James Brown biopic is what Get On Up is. Uh, I, I'd have to agree. Yeah. I was kind of... S- Surprise is the wrong word, I guess, to say. I didn't know too much about James Brown personally or whatever. Mm-hmm, me too. But uh, I it didn't feel like I was watching Chadwick Boseman when I watched it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, especially because the first scene he does, you know, have makeup on and he's got the funky haircut or whatever. But it really did feel, I was like, oh, wait, this actually is him. Like, no joke, when I first watched it, I was like, who's this guy? Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> you know? me too. I was like, I don't know who this is. And then I was like, wait a second, you know? So uh, he's one of those actors that I think just was able to find those spots and roles, those certain ticks, those certain ways of speaking, and uh, blend into them very well. The movie itself, it's flawed somehow. I it think. doesn't know what it's. It doesn't know what it wants to do. I yeah, found. it just kind of jumps like all over the place through many decades. Yeah, it yeah. wants to like kind of be fun and like go from like present present day mm. to you know way back to his childhood back to when he's you know going on tour yeah and now he's old and mm-hmm. shooting the ceiling with a shotgun <laughs> and getting chased by the police kind of thing. <laughs> uh just hops all around and it's kind of disorienting yeah it can be um but his performance really holds it together mm. um yeah if that if it anyone else but him and it's probably a disaster yeah it, it would not have come over any bit as well the one thing i'd have to say about the movie with a little bit of research that i did was that it seemed like it did stay pretty spot on with the truth Mm -hmm. like he shot a hole in the ceiling because somebody used his bathroom that's a thing that happened he got chased by the cops and they shot the tires out of his car you know he uh was abandoned by his mom you know he was born stillborn like he said you know it's like basically everything the one the biggest thing in the movie that they uh kind of built up was him reuniting with his mom apparently it just happened like someday it wasn't like at his concert it was just like oh one day it just kind of happened um so that's an understandable change just for the movie like yeah that's fine right um and it doesn't like what you're saying with being all over the place it felt that way tonally as well i would say because uh they did something only a handful of times where james brown would speak to the camera. Oh my gosh, I know. And and I it was a very I thought that was a super odd choice because it came in kind of out of nowhere the first time, and yeah. they only did it a few more times. So it's weird when you're taking that kind of vibe, and then in the next scene he's like beating his wife for like wearing a dress. You know, it, it just yeah. didn't quite work there for me. Obviously, that wasn't anything of the performance. Like in each scene, obviously as well, but just how the whole movie was put together, it just seemed like a weird choice for for the film. I thought. You know, I agree. Uh, so the movie, eh. but his performance, a plus, fantastic. You, you might see a trend with that. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, and then 
something big kind of happened. Gods of Egypt came out. <laughs> and it was this huge breakthrough. And it ignited the ECU. The Egypt Cinematic, <laughs> Egypt Cinematic Universe. universe. Uh, Gods of Egypt did come out. So did Draft Day, but I watched that. It was actually, it was fine. Um, he was in that. He was Vontae Mack. He was good. It was like, hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it. He got drafted. To the Browns, right? Yeah. Go Browns. That's cool. Um, Captain America, Civil War, 2016. This is it. This is this it. Is this is his big moment. His first breakout as T'Challa, as the Black Panther. And I was thinking about this today. And I really was thinking about like casting and stuff. And I was like, man, he actually was like perfect casting. Oh yeah. For Black Panther. Like it really was There's no one better spot on, you know, like he was the perfect age. Cause it like gave him the kind of kingly authority, you know, mm. cause like if they went with someone too young, it would have come off just kind of wimpy, you know, I, yeah, I thought it was just like perfect casting. The more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that was spot on. And 2016, I believe is also the year that we know now that he was first diagnosed with cancer. So that would have been his whole time as being Black Panther. Well, they might have filmed it a little bit earlier. Mm. Sure. But basically his whole time as Black Panther, you know, was after finding this out and working through it. And I think that's just important to kind of keep in mind when you think mm. about the types of performances that he gives from this point on. Yeah. Um, going forward. And this is the one, doesn't the car flip over or something? Then he pops out. <laughs> I think I'm trying to remember what happens. The place gets like blown up. I thought I don't remember. I'm not sure either. I didn't rewatch any of those. <laughs> yeah, we're not big on the Marvel here. Do we want to continue to basically Black Panther? We're not really going to talk about Infinity War, Endgame. Yes, he's in them, but but is he? He's in Infinity really. War a lot more than he's in Endgame. Yes, 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 yes. But Black Panther, we could talk about it now, or we could do it after the next two. What are you feeling? Uh, let's just do it now, and then we can do. Okay. We can loop back to... So here's Black Panther. Here's the deal with Black Panther. A lot of people love this movie. A lot of people hate this movie. I think it's fine. <laughs> we Yeah, we. Yeah, we think it's fine. That's you know, fine. I think there's half the Marvel movies are bad, and half the Marvel movies are at least like kind of good or okay. This is on the good side, you know, mm -hmm. if I had to be that black and white about it. This is definitely on the good side of the Marvel movies. The... To talk about the movie as a whole, just the aesthetic design choices and all the art mm -hmm. choices were the standout wow, you know, the soundtrack as well. Yeah. Being another big standout for this film. Really, really great stuff. It has one of the not as bad villains, you know, because kind of notorious for bad villains. Right, yeah. Killmonger's not that bad. I'm not saying he's fantastic, but he's not that bad. He's pretty cool. Mm. Um, Yeah, that, that's just very basic how I feel about kind of the the movie itself you know yeah like the plot is just the same as every other marvel movie you can't exactly. really say that much about it you know but um i mean obviously massively successful and important yes. Yes. movie for so many people mm. um it really this is what like super propelled him right to the front right right of uh popular culture and made him just an icon for so many people mm. to look up to well it is an important movie you know because it's i <laughs> You see people who obviously in bad faith argue against that and they're like, What about Blade? And I'm like, What about Blade? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you saying? Like, what about Steel? Shut the fuck up. 
Okay, I like Shaq just as much as the next guy, but Black Panther is really kind of a lot different for a lot of people, mm. and uh, it's definitely they haven't we haven't seen how they're gonna handle this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like this is still mm-hmm. something you know that's gonna need to be addressed at some point. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Mm. It's, it's kind of up in the air right now. I'm not too worried about how they're I don't know I I guess I just don't care about how they're gonna handle it but it is something that people need to remember that's gonna happen at some mm-hmm. point I just thought that was kind of interesting because I hadn't really thought about it yeah um but because they said that they aren't recasting him they yeah. aren't gonna they aren't gonna say oh this has always been Black Panther like they did for Rhodey in the first Iron Man you know they're like no he is and will always be Black Panther which I think is really cool mm. you know uh, assuming they're telling the truth, <laughs> you don't know yet, right? You know, Marvel. Um, you don't know. Um, but yeah, him and his relationship with Shuri, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you see the side of him that is. It's it is a very, of all the Marvel movies, is probably like one of the most introspective. If I'm remembering, it's been a very long time. But it was one of the most introspective movies where a lot of the conflict was internal and his, you know, Black Panther power being so connected to, like, the flower or whatever it was as opposed to just, like, inner strength, you know? Mm. That kind of idea that I thought he was able to pull off, you know, that kind of mm. thing while still trying to be a normal person <laughs> yeah. at the same time, you know? I don't know. I don't know, man. Black Panther. He's great. It's great. That train and, I mean, sequence, the... not great. The train sequence. With the bad CGI. Oh, the PS2. The PS2 cutscene. Cut yeah, that was in the middle sick. Of the movie. I think, you know, all credit. It's a very interesting idea to put a section from a PS2 game in the middle of your blockbuster. Crazy. It's Did it pay off? Maybe not. but They I, didn't win Best Picture. I like those risks. You know, I like those risks taken. <laughs> all okay. right. We can go back to 2016. Yeah, let's rewind. Back. rewind time. <laughs> <laughs> the message from the king in 2016. This it's on Netflix. You didn't watch it. No, has anyone? I have. Other than you. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no wonder. This movie probably has the worst title drop drop like ever. Not the title, but he says this is a message from the king oh. in the movie because <laughs> yes. his name is like something king, like he's king. And he's like from South Africa, so he's doing like the Black Panther accent and stuff too. Um and the drop, this is a message from the king, happens, I want to say, 18 minutes into this, like, hour and a half movie. Nice. Who does that? Who drops the title in the first? Someone who wants to take a risk. <laughs> 18 minutes You were just talking about in? how much you loved risk taking. Like, that's supposed to be, like, you watch the whole movie and near the end, or the end, it's like, this is a message from the king. But it happens, <laughs> like, 18 minutes in. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> like, what's the rest of the movie then? I don't know. The main thing that sucked about it is that even though it had like Alfred Molina in it too, like okay. it's strange. Um main thing that sucked about it was he didn't get to do a lot of like action stuff. He just kind of walked around into rooms, like saw people taking drugs and he's like you shouldn't do that and then like left and <laughs> like he really didn't nice. get to do a ton of fighting or anything, not a lot of action stuff. So it was just a very boring film and it got too convoluted for its own good. Like he does eventually like blow some people up with a bomb, but like other than that, 
not much really going on. Not much for him to do, really. Mm. So, you know, I'm just from the king. Yeah. Yikes. Mm. However, next the next year, the 2017, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we have the movie Marshall, where he portrays uh, Thurgood Marshall. Obviously, extremely important political figure. Um, this movie would be really cool if it was actually about Thurgood Marshall. That's <laughs> was the point I was going to bring up. I was like, this isn't a biopic. This is just like a day in the life. <laughs> like, you know what it's, I mean? Yeah, it's not it's about It's about him. the case. Yeah. It's not even about Thurgood Marshall. I thought they were going to balance it mm. and like somehow accomplish both at the same time. Mm. And I just kept waiting for that. You know, I was kind of like, oh, when are they going to get, like, broader? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, they never did. Yeah, I know. It's just about a specific case that he took. And I don't even know. I don't even remember if it was, like, some kind of. It wasn't, like, Brown, the Board of Education. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, a random case. <laughs> like, all the 50 others that he took or whatever. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was really strange. And then he doesn't even get to be a lawyer in it. Yeah, he has to sit there and not speak. And then Josh Gad. Tell Josh Gad, who is, he is supremely miscast, (laughs) I think. It's a little strange. It's a little strange. Just what is he doing in this movie? I don't think it's that bad. I was, I couldn't do it at all. Really? Not for one second. See, because I was really wondering how you'd feel about this movie because I know that chord scenes are kind of like your thing. And this movie is like 50%. Maybe if it was Chadwick Boseman being Thurgood Marshall, you know, being a you know doing something in the court but mm. the only thing he does in the court is sit there and be silent because he's not allowed to talk yeah it is a very strange choice except for the one time where he stands up and talks and when when that happened i was like oh let's go and he's like i will hold you in contempt and then he's like mm. and then he just walks away and i was yeah. like okay uh so who'd you cast it's josh and Gad's character. pick anyone anybody reach your hand in the hat and pick a random white guy michael Sarah. Already better. <laughs> How's that already, better? Imagine Michael Sarah. How is that better? That's not better. You walk. Maybe it's better because it's worse. Bread makes you fat. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know who I pick. Jesse. I Adam just think Josh Gad is. Josh, Josh God. <laughs> Josh Gad is just not. He doesn't belong here. I was honestly kind of surprised because he's when you first see him, he's like swimming or whatever. I didn't realize he, he was going to be, like, the other guy in this, like, the other lead. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was strange. I do agree. It wasn't a perfect casting, I would say. But, you know, Frozen was hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think it probably would have been if he actually played the main character of the movie. It's not. So it's not a movie about Thurgood Marshall. And also, he doesn't get to speak in the movie. <laughs> like, barely. But... In the parts where he maybe they're does trying to get make to act, yeah, it's good. He's really good. And it probably yeah. could have been one of his more famous roles. But uh, I know. also think that editing could have helped that a lot too, where they could have given because in the last scene, remember when he's like, "This is your final closing statement," the whole doubt thing. They do it where they intercut it with him telling him what to say, and then him. Yeah, saying that was it. nice. I felt like they could have utilized that a little bit more. Like, what if they just showed the scenes of him doing it and then kind of cut to the court and be like, and just pretend Josh Gad did it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Exactly. At least once. So we get to see one full presentation, you know, I, it's weird. It's weird to make it called Marshall. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what's going on with this one. Very strange. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh what? 
Wait, wait I had. Wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, I just lost it. Cause you, mm, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I was ready to go. I know you're ready to go. What was I about to say about this movie? I don't know. Maybe I'll think of it. Let's move on. Okay, we already Infinity War and Endgame. We already did that. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is nothing but kangaroo court. I don't know if times have changed in law, how court proceedings go, but this is not how a courtroom works. You don't surprise people with surprise evidence. They're like, we don't know we, they have this as evidence. It's like, we have secret evidence that they don't know about. It's like, no, that's not how it works. You, <laughs> you put the evidence in and then everyone's like, oh, evidence. And then you talk about it. It's not like we have a secret witness that you don't know this police officer. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, and it seems like a lot of that. I don't, and also don't know if they let you use props in a courtroom with the pen. I don't know if that's allowed. I, I don't know. It was a neat little trick, sure, but it seemed like a lot of, let's just pretend this is how a courtroom works. And again, maybe things have changed. Maybe you used to be able to have surprise witnesses. I have no like, idea. But it seemed like a lot of chicanery mm. going on. That's what I'm talking about. Nice one. Uh, so now we're on to 21 Bridges. I wanted to see, I don't know why. I wanted to see this movie so bad when it was in theaters. Why? I don't know. I just said. It would have been nice in theaters. I, I wanted to see it so bad. I was like, 21 Bridges. I was like, oh, cool. It's like a cop thing. I was like, I can see him being in this role and mm-hmm. doing it well. Which, guess what? Yeah, hey, <laughs> guess what? You know? Uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was good. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was like, you know, uh, you kind of, I don't know when I figured it out, but it was early. When I figured out what about the cops, cops being in on like it, in on it, it, I don't know. It was very early that I figured it out. I was like, oh, so I thought that it was literally going to be the woman, like personally, but it was like everybody basically. Like, yeah. How do you get out of that? So, well, shoot them. <laughs> shoot them with a gun. You shoot them all. That's how you do it. Um. So he plays this character, Andre something. And detective, just say detective Andre. Yeah, now yeah. we got it. And he. uh He's killed like eight people or something in like six years. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, dude. They're like, whoa, man, you gotta chill. But he's actually cool. Like, he's actually, you know, he doesn't have. Yeah, he says he's never shot first, but then he's like, well, <laughs> well, I've never shot without just cause. Just cause. Yeah. yeah. So you can still side with him. You know, he's still mm-hmm. a good guy or whatever. And so there's these two guys who kill like eight cops. Like shoot them all. Or the well, one technically guy. the one guy kills. One guy kills like eight cops, but he's working with like another guy, and it's actually pretty like horrific. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually like, oh shit, this is like rough. <laughs> like you're just seeing all the dead cops' bodies. One's like gasping for air. And I was like, fuck, okay, <laughs> yeah, damn. Yes, like yeah, because yeah, he, he's like, go move the car, and he like gets in the cop car, to, like move it, and mm-hmm. the chick is like. <laughs> And he's just like, like okay. <laughs> yeah. Like backs it up. It was actually pretty surprising how hard that was to watch. I don't know if they intended it to be that bad, but it was. You know, It was hardcore. Um, and a fun fact about this movie. And right after that scene when he appears on the scene, uh-huh, <laughs> they had in the script, you know, his, his line, he's like, oh, there's all these bridges. We got to shut them down. And the movie was originally called 17 Bridges when they got the script. So they got to that scene what? and they ran the scene and he was like, there are 17 bridges on Manhattan. We got to shut them all down. And then somebody went, hold on. Did we actually check how many bridges are here? And the guy, the director went, no, 
And so they said, let's Google it. Let's look it up. And they're like, there's actually 21. And they're like, okay, say 21 instead, and we'll change the title. Nah, to really? 21 Bridges. Apparently, that's the story told on Ellen. That's hilarious. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. So they just guessed. <laughs> like, I don't think it. I don't, at least I know how many bridges there are now, and I will never there's forget. There's 21 bridges there's in 21 and out of Manhattan, bridges. four tunnels. Yeah. Three boat things. Ferries or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, fun enough. Just enough action to split it up. Uh, if I had to like say anything, I would change is I would add more like detectiving. It seems like he kind of just like walks into the right place all the time. Someone else figures it out, and he's like, "Oh, they figured it out! Oh, I'm there! I'm there!" I'm there, and then he just runs over there, and then he's too late sometimes. <laughs> like a lot of times, you know. Yeah. I would have liked if he got to do a little bit more of like, "Oh, look, a clue," because mm. we also had about fifty percent of. I don't know how much percent, but a lot of the screen time was dedicated to literally following the two guys and knowing exactly where they were, mm. you know? So I guess I would have liked a little bit more just time to be like, Oh, they towards could the end, anywhere. it kind of gets like that. Yeah. Cause he like, look, he gets the phone. He's like, Oh my gosh, the one dude right him. against the he, cops. Yeah. And then he's yeah. sitting at the house and he's like, I did this and you, you did this and you're bad. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, what are you going to do about it? And he's what like, you don't, shoot uh, you. not my tempo. <laughs> not my it's JK Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun enough, you know? If I wanted to see this in the theater and I had a big bucket of popcorn, I'd be like, you know what? Chompa chompa. Yeah. And he plays pretty believable, like, detective. Yeah. I like, I don't know why, but I like the way he holds the gun. I don't know. He looks, he yeah. looks nice when he's yeah, yeah. holding the gun. It's good. It's good stuff. What's next? We only have two more movies. We have two more. And the one we've spoken about before. Long time ago. Long time ago. That was like our fifth episode or something. To Five Bloods. Like six, maybe. Yeah, To Five Bloods from 2020. The Spike Lee joint. It was like early 2020. It's like maybe exactly a year ago. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the Five Bloods, the Spike Lee joint, about all the guys go- who were Vietnam vets going back to recover their friend, who was Chadwick Boseman. It's the actor who played it. And their buried treasure. And their buried treasure. Yes, well, to get rich. And... uh Everything went super okay. <laughs> they went. They just they dug them up. They got the, they got their friend. They got the mm-hmm. their treasure, and they just went back home. It, it was a little home. fun, little buddy comedy. It was fun. There was definitely no footage of actual people dying in the middle of the movie. Yep. Uh, no one gets blown up and has no arms and no legs, and it's like, <laughs> right, exactly. That doesn't happen. Delroy Lindo is definitely not. He doesn't get shot like nine hundred times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I want to like this movie a lot. It's good. I know, but there's so much stuff that keeps me from like really loving it. And a lot of it is, I don't know, I guess just the tone stuff. And Maybe the, give it another go. I, I probably should give it another go. Because the, the main takeaways I have from it today is like Delroy Lindo. The real deal. And like that, <laughs> that's the main thing. It's like he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, And of course the choice that I kind of stick to now that I kind of appreciate a lot more was the choice to have them not de-aged, not have younger actors when flashback, flashback to scenes. Vietnam. Yeah. Because you think about it, you know, if you think about when you were two years old, I mean, personally, not that I think, I don't imagine myself when I think back to those memories. I'm just me. You know, it's like, oh, that was me. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just who they are. You know, it's just them as they are thinking, having the memories. It's not literally, let's go back in time. It's, looking into their thoughts you know mm. which is why i think it's a lot more effective you know um because like when i think about you i forget what you look like as a kid i'll be real 
you know. Yeah, it's whatever. And you had less. Your teeth were smaller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, Chadwick Boseman plays a small role. Yeah, minor part in this film, but he plays uh, Storm and Norman, who is mm. their uh, friend that got killed when they were in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, and he's barely in the movie. But his presence is very strong. Because mm. he plays, again, since he's never actually alive in the film, he's always someone's thoughts or, you know, just a memory. He plays an almost otherworldly type of character at a certain points, mm-hmm. like prophetic almost, you know, and just his delivery, I think, kind of uh, reflects that, you know. Um, this is another movie where Spike Lee does that thing where he has characters. I remember Delroy Lindo does it at the end of the film where they are dead and they speak directly into the camera. You know, which is yeah. a trick that I actually kind of started oh my to gosh. enjoy. Yes? Hold on. Can I just side note? This has nothing to do. Well, kind of. Go for I, it. Okay. This just reminded me. Spike Lee. Okay. You said how he does the thing where they, you know, he does the thing where they like float. Yeah, like, the dolly. The Yeah. That happens in The Sopranos. Oh. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris. You know what? Okay. Not to sideline the Five Bloods and Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> but I remember you making criticism about Sopranos when we first talked about it. Where you said the one thing that you're like, I wish they did more stuff visually. Mm. I think they really bumped yeah, it up. Yeah, it did step the up towards the end of the season. season you, know? yeah. you saw a lot of like when he was kind of dozed off and whatever. Anyway, quick I just up. had to bring yes. that up. <laughs> yes, it is. That's fair enough. I really like the Five Bloods poster as well. Yeah, it's got a good poster. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a really good poster. Um, yeah, not much to say about Chuck Bozeman just because he is a much a small part. Mm. But uh, he has a good monologue, I remember. Yeah. When uh, they've. Find out the news that Martin Luther King was killed. He has like a big mm. monologue there, if I remember correctly. About taking the, about actually taking the gold. Wasn't, wasn't it his idea? Where he was like, we're out here. We're the ones dying. We, you know, this is ours. I'm pretty sure he was the one who was like, you know, this is for Yeah, us. I think so. Yeah. Um, but I think it goes to show that, although, okay, let's not pretend that everybody that Spike Lee cast in the movie was like a superstar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just the respect of he was Black Panther and taking a role that's just this bit part and not making it more than it is, mm. just doing what it says to do and just doing it and just doing his job, you know? Yeah. Um, that's respectable because I feel like you can get people who they're like, oh, I, I'm this big star. I got to make this part so big and all about me and everything. And I didn't really get that from him very much. Yeah. 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 But now we get to... Um... Very last film that he made, mm-hmm. uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is fairly new. It's also on Netflix. On Netflix. So this is the only movie that came out after he had died. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So this is a posthumous release. Um, and he's fantastic. I think this is his, by far his best performance. Probably, yeah, his best performance, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we can talk about the movie really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Just first. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Black Bottom is a song It's like a song That they're trying to record mm-hmm. The thing that people need to know Going to this movie Is that this is not A Ma Rainey biopic And it's not even trying to be mm-hmm. This is not trying to tell you The wonderful life of Ma Rainey It's just a story And that's the context You know Because I saw people Who were being like She didn't I didn't learn anything about her It's like It's not like It's not really mm-hmm. I didn't see it Advertised as a Ma Rainey biopic 
Yeah, no, neither did I. So I think that's just kind of people jumping to conclusions or whatever. Um, But I don't know. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. So Chadwick Boseman plays Levy. Trumpet player. He's a trumpet player in a band. And uh, he's got his own aspirations. You know, he writes his own songs. He wants to have his own band, really. But, you know, this is a kind of an honor to, you know, be in this this band. He just kind of doesn't want to just kind of stay where he is. He wants to, you know, grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have something? I have more that I want to get into, but I need to take a drink of water. Okay. Um, I don't know. He, They're chilling, and they just want to record. They're trying to get a recording of uh, this song, Marini's Black Bottom, or whatever, so they can release it or whatever and make a lot of money so the guys can make a lot of money but the whole movie is them just trying to record it because yeah. they can never get it done because something always happens where either gets messed up by the kid who stutters, stutters all the time or they don't actually record the song or <laughs> the chord's not like or <laughs> ma is being super annoying and drinking a lot of coca-cola uh or uh levy is having sex yes with someone he should not on the way. piano. On the piano. Yeah. Didn't sound good at all. Sound like garbage. <laughs> it was like dong dong. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I don't know why, but I was expecting it to sound nice. <laughs> it's this beautiful sound. I was literally just like, I mean, that would have been like an artistic choice if they made it sound like really pretty. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'm going to write that down. For Make that edit on YouTube. Yes, exactly. I'll views. put in that one uh, song. Never mind. Bangarang. Bangarang. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good anyway uh we learn in the movie that levy has a uh kind of dark past you know he has had a very troubled uh traumatic event come to he i mean he's literally a man like built out of trauma like you know uh so basically when he was young his father you know worked really hard and got a lot of land and then his father got killed by some dudes and then some dudes went to his wife or uh levy's mom and uh raped her and uh she he was witness to that and everything and so obviously he's got this really deep-rooted hatred for white people um and this obviously says a lot about his character and how he feels and the main thing that i want to point out which is the thing that i like most about this movie is the direct comparison between levy and ma rainey because Ma Rainey is from Georgia. I forget exactly where they are in the movie, but they're north. Mm. Ma Rainey's from Georgia. Segregation is really big down there. She, where she's from and where she got her fame, she didn't really interact with white people and everything. And she kind of built her own, you know, franchise, her own, you know, success, you know, from all these black businesses getting together, supporting each other, these black communities just supporting each other, you know, mm. totally separate, but, you know, working together. And um, then she comes up north, and now she has to negotiate. Now she has to, like, you know, demand things that she wants. She just can't get it. She's got to, like, work in this, like, white power structure. And you see someone like her do it, and she can do it. She can navigate those things. But then you have someone like Levy, who is from there, and he's trying to build himself up from nothing, and it's impossible for him. He writes songs, and they the guy wants to buy him for five bucks, mm. and he has a white band play it, you know, and everything. And it's just the it's just the struggle of being in that world that he can't I mean, literally that scene where he buys the music off of him 
he's like two steps up from him on the staircase. You know mm. what I mean? And I read an interesting story that this obviously would have been not very long before he passed away. And that staircase is actually where after every take he would go and sit and rest because his body was just, you know, he was oh, trying geez. so hard and he couldn't take it. It was those steps where you see this guy clawing his way, trying to get out from the bottom, you know? Mm. Um, and I just thought that was a very powerful kind of duality going on there. And what also interested me was Marini's Black Bottom, and you can probably, if you didn't know this, it should be very obvious when I say it, is a play. Yes. You know, it's got like basically two locations, upstairs and downstairs, really. You know, the studio where they rehearse, and then a few other places, but it's not that big of a deal. And that really, really hit me when I was reading about how he got his start writing plays and in plays and stuff mm. and for the his to be his final film it just really really struck me i was like that's kind wow. of a like a full circle mm. thing going on i thought that was kind of really amazing and uh you see his scene he's got a final scene um right near the end where his his shoes which you know you take as a symbol of you know his further success in life mm. you know the they get scuffed you know someone walks on them and he freaks out you know um and he stabs the dude, you know, he's yeah. Toledo, you know, he stabs him and uh, he has this whole rant about, I guess this actually happens earlier, but his whole rant about God and being angry at God and having a vendetta against him because it's mm -hmm. like, oh, his mom cried for him, but, you know, he didn't do anything. And it's just the performance that Chadwick gives is, it's like vibrant. It's that like, uh he's going to do it like he knows he's going to get out he knows he has talent whatever mm. and that's the hopelessness of being against this barrier that he can't cross you know just because that's a, the structure of society at the time you know and uh it's almost a, a manic quality to to the way he speaks and the way he moves and everything which i thought was tremendous oh, honestly honestly he's fantastic um and of course that dying down when he kind of comes back down to earth after the realization it's just a transition that, mm. you know, worked very well. Yeah, and he realizes, you know, what he's done, and his life is basically over at that point. Mm -hmm. And then the movie has a pretty killer ending where, like, right after that realization, you see uh, the all-white band playing the music that, that he, he wrote. made. Yeah, it's just – I mean, honestly, to bring up The Sopranos again, mm. it's a plot line that we kind of saw spring up with Hesh, you know, and him the – other artist, I forget his name right now, talking about the reparations because that's what Hesh did mm -hmm. in The Sopranos was he took these black people's music and he kind of profited off of it. You know, it's the the white, you know, society profiting off of black art, you know, mm -hmm. and that not really being uh, possible for someone who's like born into it as opposed to someone who kind of built it off of a black community. You know, it's I, I think when you think about it, it gets more and more interesting. And I think it's a really terrific piece. I'd love to see the play. Oh Honestly, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be a very interesting thing to see. Uh, I'll be real. When I first started watching this, I was not feeling it. I was like, eh, I don't really, whatever. But as you know, mm. things started redeeming themselves. Mostly with the scene of Levy saying, you know, don't tell me how to handle the white man. Like that first scene mm. of him reliving his trauma. I was like, oh, this is what the movie's about. Yeah. You know, you start kind of watching for that, and that dynamic makes a lot more sense. Mm. You know. Uh, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, it was great. And Chadwick Boseman, I mean, 
uh, at the end of the credits when they have the dedicated to, it hits. You mm. know, it really hits yeah, for real. when he gives such a powerful performance. Um, and just with all the context that I think is really necessary to truly appreciating it, I mean, yeah, truly really amazing. At I mean, and he was just getting started. I, it's yeah, it's amazingly bittersweet because mm. you think about like this is a guy who like he made the most of his time and just looking at this like you can tell like, oh yeah that but it's just to think of like what could have been accomplished yeah, yeah. it's oh it can drive yeah, it would have been fantastic actor yeah yeah it would have been one of the greats <sighs> yeah that's how it goes you know um very sad you could think about though however i it's not like he died in vain or anything. I still think that in a short time, he's going to be leaving behind a legacy that a lot of people, oh yeah. especially black people, you know, are going to look up to, especially ones going into acting mm. or anybody, you know, with black Panther being the broad kind of superhero, you know, identity. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a lasting legacy that people are going to look up to for a very, very long time. Absolutely. And he just sounded like a great guy. <laughs> like, oh just yeah. Get personal. Like, he just sounded like a really mm. hardworking, dedicated dude, you know? That's that's all there is to it. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman. We did it. We did it, guys. So you know what that's time for. It's time for the reviews of the week. <laughs> Where we, we take a hard left and go in the complete opposite direction. And, uh... <laughs> Time for some funnies. Get embarrassing, maybe. Uh, would you like to go first, my friend? Sure. Okay. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. This is like a three-piece special. I, I thought <laughs> I was – so I was scrolling through, and I found all three of these reviews right in a row. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. And they're all like one sentence, but they're all like the exact same thing. <laughs> okay. I thought it was funny. 20 bridges are great. But what if there were 21 bridges? That was the first one. The okay. second one. Featured three bridges at most. Rip off. <laughs> and then this, this is the last one. Almost none of this takes place on a bridge. <laughs> False advertising. That's true. They're telling the truth. Doesn't take a lot on a bridge. So... That's very true. You know, I wonder if they'll make a sequel. Make it call it Twenty Two Bridges. Twenty Two Bridges. Have built a new bridge. We built, a new bridge. <laughs> and they're like, we need to shut down that specific bridge. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Mine, uh, I mean, gives it away. So there you go. One out of ten. Okay. Probably the worst Marvel movie ever. Logic, motivation, any connection to real world human behavior? No. I can characterize this movie as a mix of cliches, nonsense, and crystal meth. Oh, don't even get me started about all this pseudo sci-fi garbage Marvel puts into their movies. Marvel. They spell it R R A R V E L L. So it's Marvel. Marvel. Characters are incredibly dull with no personality or real motivation. It's that black guy, this black guy, and those black women. And don't get me wrong, I'm no racist. I'm talking about characters. The the whole their city or whatever it is looks something Snoop Dogg or whatever his name is would have built after smoking too much weed. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, even special effects are lame at certain points, but even those that are not are totally incapable of saving this catastrophe. Almost forgot about boss fights. You know why? 
They're so lame, you'll never be able to recall them the next day after watching this. You know, it's great when you say, I'm not racist, but. but <laughs> I'm no racist. But. but you just got to wait. You just got to wait when people say things like that. They're like, I'm not racist. But. but. It's like, ah, <laughs> there it is. I knew it was coming. You know, it's like, ah. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, my Lord. Or when somebody says something kind of racist, this is what you do. Guys, this is what you do. If somebody says something where you're like, that seemed like a little weird. You just go, what do you mean by that? You know, someone's like, oh, you know, these people, oh, these people, what do you mean by that? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. it's like, no, what do you, what do you, nothing? Okay. Okay. That's what they say. And they, you know, they always disengage. Shut down. Um, those are reviews that we, we got an email. You can email us. You, you can email us. Can you believe it? At, uh, the staglerpod at gmail.com. That is the staglerpod at gmail.com or tweet at us or put a YouTube comment or a podcast. I don't, I'm not going to see the podcast comments probably. So be careful with those, but wherever you can find us, come get us, you know, come and get us, come and get us guys. We got <laughs> one coming in. It says, Hey guys, since you're back on the subject of superheroes, I was wondering if you have any hero or villain that you would like to see a movie about or think an older one deserves a remake reboot steel. Come on. Personally, after the success of Deadpool, Logan, and Joker, I think the door has been opened for more rated R superheroes. I know Moon Knight is being made, but I worry that Hollywood will learn the wrong lessons from those three and just go for more violence, sex, and swearing. Thanks. So a superhero or villain that you want a movie for. Hmm. Hmm. Let me think about that one for a second. I mean, a good Hulk movie (laughs) would be great. That's good. That would be a great one. I do have one, actually. Okay. Uh, it's DC, so like, huh, but mm. uh, the Blue Beetle. You familiar? No. He's this like scarab dude. He's got like a little. It's kind of like a. I, I remember it from a cartoon. It's got like this backpack thing, and it kind of morphs all over his body. And he turns into the Blue Beetle, and he kind of almost looks like the Iron Spider suit with like the big old arms, you know. And but it can do a lot of things. It can do like a lot of gadgets, or whatever. He was cool. He was in a show that I used to watch, and I thought he was super cool. I would love to see a Blue Beetle movie. So that's my answer. Blue Beetle. Okay, so off the top of my head, the first thing that came to my mind was um, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl is another big one. Obviously, but I feel like a lot of people would think that. I, I need think to think more outside of the box. If it was squir- personally, I don't think um, he said specifically movie. I don't want to see a Squirrel Girl movie. I feel like that'd be better as like a series, you know? 200 hours of squirrel girl well because then yeah it can be as it can be as many seasons as it wants a movie it's like you can make it what four hours mm. a series can be like a bajillion it's fine so i want a squirrel girl series interesting one where she's like babysitting luke cage and jessica jones as baby <laughs> give me that nice. series <laughs> oh man i wish i knew more about like superheroes and stuff this would be easier question for me here, let me let me go to back to my the days when i played injustice there you go okay let me think. Black Canary? No, Black Adam. Black they are making that. What? That's Look at this. Prediction again. The Stagler again. <laughs> but it's not a prediction if it happened before you said it. Yeah, but I came up with the idea and I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Black Canary too though, but isn't she in the Harley Quinn movie? Uh I think she might be. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. So, mm. No, no, I actually know. I just remembered. Okay. Lobo. 
I don't even know who that is. The he like all I remember is that he's like I think he wears like makeup, like make he looks like a someone from Kiss band. Okay. And I remember one of his finishers in that game was like he knocks you he like has these chains that he throws out and he like knocks you on the ground and then he gets on his motorcycle and he revs the engine like right in your face and burns your body and then he turns around and he like flips off the camera and then he drives away. That's Lobo. Lobo. Hmm. I'm not familiar with Lobo. Well here, you want to get familiar? Yeah. Let's I would love to know who Lobo, Lobo. is. Uh what about the white rabbit? Who is that? It's a, like a F tier. See, look, it's Lobo. I'm not familiar with Lobo. He's a fictional character that appears in comic books published by DC Comics. That's kind of cool look. He was first introduced as a hardened villain in the 80s, but soon f- fell out of use look with up, writers. Look up White Rabbit Marvel. I think it's like an F-tier Spider-Man villain. She's like a, she's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland kind of lady. White Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, what? Give me a white. Yeah, see, Spider-Man. I was right. That'd be a good one. Oh, you know what? I got it. Give me Dog Welder. Give me the Dog Welder movie. Who is that? Look him up. Dog Welder. Now I'm excited. Who would I cast as Dog Welder? Oh, it's one uh, word. I don't know who could be Dog Welder. Pedro he Pascal? He has a dog. The dog looks dead. Well, yeah. Look what he... Do you know what his superpower is? Let's see. Powers and abilities. Dog wielding. Welding. Welding. Weaknesses. Obsession. Has a strong compulsion to weld dogs to people's faces. <laughs> That's what he does. Dog Welder, he'll take dogs and... I think usually they die because of the welding, but I'll take a dog and he'll weld it to your face. That's I, amazing. I think Pedro Pascal should play him because obviously usually he has the welding mask on his face. So, you know, he's used to that. <laughs> I think Calendar Man would be an interesting one. They could make probably a really fun, like, Gotham series that it was literally just about Zaz, you know? He's a murderer boy. Whatever. I think we answered that question more than enough. Dog Welder and Lobo. Dog Welder and Lobo. Maybe they can do a team up. But for real, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle's cool. He needs more recognition. I like him. Black Beetles in the city. <laughs> Remember? Okay. Morbius would also be another great choice. I would love <laughs> to see a Morbius movie sometime this century. Do you remember that Woody Harrelson is Carnage? Wait, what? You don't remember that? At the end of Venom, Woody Harrelson was carnage no how do you not remember that did you know who we were seeing was carnage yes i remember look him up he looks ridiculous i remember like two things from venom i remember that they were gay lovers okay hold on what am i looking up woody harrelson carnage i guess or venom woody harrelson either one because he's got that carrot top wig which i mean what's his last name harrelson right (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i just drew a blank no, don't look up the video. Just look at images. He's got the... There he is. Remember? No way. He looks like Joker. He... That's maybe... I don't know if that's what they're going for. But, uh... Wow. No, I remember Girl Venom because that was, like, a huge topic Riot? for a long time. It was Riot. That was her name. And then I remember the how the fight, like, you can tell it was happening in the final fight. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Tom Hardy just being weird. I remember not liking Riz Ahmed in it, and then he did Sound of Metal, and I was like, oh, wait, That's he's a good right. actor. <laughs> oh, wait, he is a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I think we did a good job. Would you make... Hold on. Okay, we need to do one more thing. Okay. Lobo, is that a rated R one? Oh, for show. Okay. Dog Welder. I was hoping for PG, but 
R is probably the way you got to go. If they did Blue Beetle, that could do PG-13 like normal. That's It shouldn't be R, honestly. Um, Maybe Lobo's a nice guy. I don't know. And he flips off the camera. He does. He flips off the camera. That's not very nice, flipping the bird. It's not very polite. I've never heard of Lobo, so I'm glad that you got that one. I don't know what it is. Perfect. Anyway, myself. that'll do it for the show, guys. Next time, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> That's misleading. It's very misleading. <laughs> Not Marilyn Monroe. We're going to be talking about woman-directed films. I don't um, think Marilyn Monroe directed anything. She might have. You know, uh, she erected a few things. Erected. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about woman-directed films. Any, I don't know how many, as many as we want. Celine Siama will probably uh, be mentioned at some point. Patty Jenkins, maybe. Patty Jenkins. Yeah, love hate relationship, I guess. I don't know. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, obviously, yeah. We'll talk Greta about Gerwig. Her. Oh, Greta Gerwig, yeah. She's so tall. Isn't she? <laughs> like eight feet tall or something? Is she really? Eight <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> Not eight feet. No, but she is, uh, she is tall. I don't know if she's tall or if she's tall for a woman because people don't make that distinction when they talk about tall people, I guess. I don't know. But she's supposed to be tall. You think she's taller than Marilyn? Yes. I'm pretty sure Marilyn was like 5'3". This is to size then. Yeah, that's to size. Anyway, wow. guys, join us for that. Should I spoil the one after that now or wait? The spotlight after next. We got we to gotta leave them wanting more. Okay, so they won't know the one next one until the end of next episode. So you guys will have to tune in. So you know what the next next episode is going to be. just have to. But we'll see you then. I've had a great time. I think this was a fun episode. They always are. They always are, you guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I've been Justin. And I've been Nick. And that has not been Black Phillip because he fell over about five minutes in. Oh, there he is. Here he is. Here he is, guys. He's okay. Say goodbye. He's okay. See you later, everyone. Have a good day.